trying to trying to figure out a segue. <laughs> right. Oh, I also got new pop filters, so hopefully our peas don't don't pop as mm-hmm. profusely. Yeah, the other ones I got just laid up right against the yeah. mic. These, These ones, ones kind of come off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully we well, shouldn't I mean, have that issue. Right I now. did just try to pop the pea in profusely pretty badly. That was a fun alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing. And this is Nerdian or Nerdian. Or I said that. I said the second version of it the first time. I, I, I said the quiet part loud, the loud part quiet. Oh. Uh, Nerdinian or Nerdian, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But we uh, go across uh, all nerd movies, uh, break it down scene by scene, beat by beat. Um, and usually we stick with a franchise. Every so often we'll have a palate cleanser. Um, I have. I've been meaning to talk to you about the palate cleanser. So after this one, uh, we got Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I don't know if we talked about it, but the palate cleanser, I think, because we're dovetailing into Mortal Kombat, should be Super, Super Mario, Mario Bros. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, we're going to have to do it sometime, so it might as well be now. That and Howard the Duck, I am unabashedly fucking in love with those movies. They are so bad, I love them. <laughs> so I'm going to have a fucking field day with those Who's movies. my favorite director? I'll tell you who my favorite director is. Ed Wood. His movies are so bad, they're good. No, they're just bad. They're so bad that they were good, and then they circled all the way back around to bad again. Oh, fucking, who is it, Dennis Hopper with his fucking growing head? (laughs) Yeah, he plays Bowser. (laughs) I'm over it already, and it's still not for two weeks. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. John Leguizamo. Fucking Mario. You know what? The casting isn't the bad part when it comes to Mario and Luigi. John Leguizamo as Luigi uh, was Bob Hoskins as Mario. It's not the worst thing. Can't we world. watch a good Bob Hoskins movie? <laughs> Can't we watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, I'm gonna have so much fun watching you just be like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> uh, but then after that, we get the Mortal Kombat movie, and then we get Annihilation, which I watched the other day. It's just atrocious. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it, but it's it's not good. And then the most recent Mortal Kombat just came out, and it's halfway decent. Well. I, um, one of the, uh, the guys that works for Superior, mm-hmm. um, his name's Ken. I don't know if he's talked to you. Mm-hmm. No, he hasn't yet. talked to me, but yeah, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Um, but I discovered that he's into comics and stuff through one of our conversations. I think I was having, I, I think I was talking about Jason's mask because mm-hmm. he has a Jared Leto Joker mm-hmm. mask and I called attention to it. And then I said, you know, he wasn't my favorite Joker. And this was pre uh, Snyder's, the Snyder cut. Yeah. I was like, but it wasn't like his portrayal that I hated. It was some of the, cho- like, there part, was, of, uh, yeah. part of it was his portrayal. But I don't even necessarily think, after watching the Snyder cut, I don't even necessarily think that it was... His choices, no, so much as the director saying, "Hey, do this," mm-hmm. like as the like directing Dave Ayer his, directed and the Suicide Squad yeah. of 
of Suicide Squad that failed. I don't necessarily think it was him as an actor mm-hmm. because um, just fucking go on a little Jared Leto love-a-thon real quick. Um, the Little Things. Is it good? He is fucking <coughs> sinister. Like People have made the comparison if we would have gotten that. Yeah, like that if we would have of... gotten that as the Joker, yeah. it would have probably been like the most insidious Joker that mm. ever existed. I mean, apart from it, so. apart from maybe um, Joaquin Phoenix, but that one, like he wasn't really sinister it, until he snapped. Where, like, like I consider was, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as like Nolan's Batman, where it's more realistic. If a person were to actually, yeah. go through this, yeah, he 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 was the more realistic Joker. Mm. Like, I don't even think he was necessarily that insidious because it just like he. Like like Michael Douglas and falling down, like mm. he had so much until he hit the point where he just can't take it anymore, yep. and, and then snapped. he snapped. Yeah. Where like he he plays a guy who's very much he knows what he's doing already, yeah, and he like, doesn't care who yeah. he's hurting. Yeah. Granted, it's only trailers right now, right? But the uh, Mobius. I think is what they're calling it. I think it's just called Morbius Mor- or Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. Looks fucking great. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. the trailers. I mean, obviously that doesn't show you very much. No, but no, no. Like Morbius, the, what is it? there's like a subline to it. Morbius, the living vampire is what it is. Cause he has like, it's similar to Bane or not Bane, but blade, uh, all the strengths and all the weaknesses type bullshit. So, um, but yeah, like, it looks really fucking mm. good. Side note, did you see the uh, new Sony Marvel um, movie deal? What's up? Do you hear like a ringing in one ear? No. Okay. Did you just snap? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but did you hear about the Sony Marvel? Uh, no. So, obviously, we knew about Sony and Marvel having falling out with one another after, I think, was Homecoming. Whenever that all went down, and it looked like Sony was going to take Tom Holland and fuck off. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, what was it, like six months after that, they came back together for like uh, two uh, like uh, like group movie, team movies, like the Avengers movies type thing, and then one other additional Marvel helmed, like storyline helmed uh, Spider-Man movie. So like Far From Home or... Oh, yeah, the... Spider verse, yeah, yeah their, their version. But uh, and then after that, they were just gonna split. But recently, a new deal. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday of last week. Uh, a new deal was struck where it's like six fucking movies, uh, a couple Disney Plus shows, fucking just all this fucking shit. Where we're gonna get just like a fucking an entire like a load bevy. of fucking just come load of fucking Spider Man all over the place when it comes to Disney Plus, and that wasn't gonna be the case before. So. What I'm trying to get at is that they've been uh, tiptoeing around Venom being part of the Marvel Universe because they don't mention anything directly. They make a few hints in the Venom movie. Uh, It's set in San Francisco. Uh, They make a few hints to like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Which, to anybody who knows anything about Venom, Mm -hmm. he's introduced in New York. He's introduced with Mm Spider-Man. But then whenever he decides to make a break he fucks off and goes to san francisco yeah so 
having him in San Francisco is not a bad thing. That's that's where he goes and becomes an anti-hero. Yeah. And that's why they put him in San Francisco like is because, A, he was in the comics, and B, it's just it's far enough away from uh, what's going on in New York with the Avengers. So, like, they haven't said anything directly that they are connected, but I'm almost betting, especially with the Morbius trailer, uh, with the Morbius trailer, we saw... Tom Holland's Spider-Man and the Vulture in it, so that is yeah. connected to the Marvel Universe in some manner. Now there are rumors that the Venom is supposed to pop up in Morbius in some manner. We just don't know how or what. They're doing a whole slew of shit with the the Spider Verse, um, uh, going through time and pulling characters out from other franchises. Like Alfred Molina has been confirmed that he's going to be in uh, the next Spider-Man. What, I can't remember the subtitle for the third Spider-Man movie. I just call it Spider Verse because, like, we're supposed to get three Spider Mans, and yeah, we're, uh, the rumor is right now nobody's been confirmed that uh, Tobey Maguire, Adam Garfield, and I think someone else are supposed to be in it. Um, Jamie Foxx, I think, has been confirmed for it as his version of Electro. Alfred Molina was just confirmed that uh, at the end of Spider Man Two, whenever he gets sunk into the water because he destroys his little yeah uh, fusion he gets his redemption arc. Um, apparently that's where they're going to pull him out and put him into the new Spider-Man movie. So there's a whole slew of shit. I cannot wait. It's going to be really fucking exciting. It's going to be more content for us to talk about, Ryan. Oh, also it's not really connected to anything, but, Mm -hmm. um, as I was scrolling through HBO max, did you see they put new mutants on there? Yes, I did. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. I just like, there was no fanfare or anything. It was just like, "Eh, here here it is. Yeah. I was I don't know why, but I figured I, maybe because of uh, other deals that they already had in place before Fox yeah. was bought out by Disney, but it made no sense why to have it show up on HBO Max. But whatever, um, it will eventually be on Disney Plus as yeah, well. Sure. Because, uh, but from what I heard about the movie, it's halfway decent. Like it's the perfect movie to end the Fox X Men universe thing, mm. which I was kind of hoping that they would dovetail the New Mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it'd be perfect. I mean. The way I understand it, they're like in this like pocket universe where nothing is touching it. Not directly pocket universe, but you could easily just be like, these characters were in a pocket universe. And then at the end of the movie, they got pulled out by such and such. Right. What the fuck ever. Um, so anyway, I hope I because that movie took forever to come out. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to have Macy Williams. As I don't know. I'd be interested to see Macy Williams as I can't remember the name of the character. She's hasn't that maybe I have to watch it and then say, yeah, but I really enjoy her acting. I liked it in game of Thrones and I looked forward to her in new mutants and then all this shit just, there are other things I want to watch. Hey, but those, those, none of those are what we're here to talk about today. No, today we're here to talk about fucking Godzilla King of the monsters. Can we do like half of this movie? Why? And then half of it next week. And then stretch Kong into two weeks. Oh, you just want just, to delay. Just so I can delay <laughs> watching Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I've got a lot to say about this movie. I didn't know that coming into it, but I've got a lot to say about this movie. In what manner? Like bad things, good things, indifferent things? No, in in pushing. The- oh, I see. I, <laughs> I think you're still on that. I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Make it, still making that point. Like, I didn't really have much to say about this movie, like pros or cons or mm. anything like that. I mean, I do have a few things, um, but like now I've got a bunch. <laughs> Watch my improv skills work. 
Uh, anyway, yes, we are talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and it's... Uh, I'll talk about it more next week when we talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, but I've almost... I haven't watched Godzilla vs. Kong in a little while. I really enjoy this one. There I are a watched few it. hiccups in the story, but... I haven't watched it at all yet. Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah. Um, I've completely avoided it. Like, I, I'm probably, honestly, going to watch it tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But I was purposefully avoiding it until after you until watched. after we finished recording this episode. Okay, uh, it's a lot of fun. They don't wait like this movie kind of wastes a little time with like set, having the human characters do certain things and shit like that. Kong versus Godzilla. There's some of that, but not as much as it has been in the previous movie. So you just get a lot of the the well, creatures each fighting. one kind of like improves does less on the because pre- uh, there was previous. a lot in Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. And then this one is... And there was some in Kong Skull Island, but yes. it got a little bit less. And then and there's then even one, less in this one. Yeah. Um, this one was directed by Michael Dogtree, uh, written by Zach Shields, uh, starring Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, David Strahan, uh, Zhang, Z-I-Y-I... Z H A N G. I'm not sure how you. Zhang Ji. Zhang Ji. Don't know. I believe they're pronounced more like J's. Maybe. Then. Um, also, uh, Bradley Whitford, Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, which I fucking love him in this movie. Like, fucking Brother Nunzi is in this movie, and I fucking enjoy the shit out of this movie uh, because he's in it. Uh, Thomas Middleditch, which, um, in my opinion, Thomas Middleditch in anything fucking takes a dent. Because uh, I can't fucking stand Thomas Middleditch. The nervous nerd gets on my nerve fucking quickly in this movie. Um, uh, Aisha Hines and O'Shea Jackson Jr. is also in this movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, Thomas Middleditch, I cannot, if you had anybody, I can't stand Thomas Middleditch. I, I, he just creeps me the fuck out. He skeeves me the fuck out. I don't know what it is. And his nervous... He has one note in everything he fucking does. It's nervous fucking nerd. That's it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty fair. Last week after we recorded, I, w- I couldn't remember if there was like a redacted opening credit scene uh, for Kong Skull, Skull Island. Uh-huh. So I went back and just watched the opening credits. There is no redacted. But this one... I think it's just with the Godzilla movies they're doing the redacted stuff because this one does have the redacted credits, but it's at the end of the movie. Yes. So we'll get to that at the end of the, uh, us talking about this movie. Um, anyway. I was going to say, because there's no opening credits, really. You no, get, no. It you goes the, right into it. You get the... Warner like, Brothers. Warner Brothers and then the legendary, legendary. And then you get the title card mm. with Godzilla, yep. King of the Monsters. Uh, and it... I... I forget where I was going with this. Right when I started, I was like, what, what are you objecting about? Anyway, let's move on, right? <laughs> uh, Must not have been a very strong objection. <laughs> no, the moment I fucking was about to say something, it fucking left my head completely. I was like, I don't know where I was going with any of this, so fuck it. Let's move on. I object to calling him King of the Monsters <laughs> because we didn't ask him <laughs> what he identifies as. Right. So, at least according to, if you want to include all of Godzilla's mythos, like um, the 98 Godzilla falls in there somewhere, <laughs> and he's a she, or she's a he, or 
He's a he, she. <laughs> He's a both. So, like, I guess his pronouns from that one would be us, them, <laughs> and... <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous, <laughs> Well, yeah, but once again, it's to stretch this one out. So Super Mario Brothers goes further away. I remember what I was going to say. I was going to mention the composer for this movie because I liked a lot of the m- music in this movie. Yes. It's a variation of what we've heard in previous Godzilla movies with the that type shit. I think I hit that one pretty fucking decently. <laughs> Unlike the other ones where yeah, they're fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> it bar- <laughs> just makes me laugh. Cause it's like, I know what you're doing mm-hmm. because I like literally just watched it today mm-hmm. again to uh, prepare for mm-hmm. this. But like every time you bring up a, a title, <laughs> it's always the same note. Like you always choose. Oh, the- is it? <laughs> you always choose the same note. <laughs> it's just like, dun, 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 dun. Or, or, you know, like Indiana Jones, dun, 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 dun. It's always the same one. It's like, no, that's not how it goes. Like it goes, it goes up and down. There's some inflection in there. I Clearly, I'm not good at replicating that it's in just, my mouth, right? It's just monotone. It's just, you always choose the same thing. Like, I mean, you get the, you get the percussive beats right. <laughs> like, but the actual you got tone. The, you got the spirit. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> so I'm just like the little kid brother is like, oh look at him, he's trying. <laughs> yeah, we give you the controller that's not plugged in. You're like, I'm playing too. <laughs> yeah, you are, buddy. Good job. <laughs> um. Anyway, this movie, uh, like I said, Bear McCreary does a lot of the music, and I can't. I was gonna mention the DP because a lot of the shots in this movie are fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. Um, but Barry McCready does a lot of the, uh, music. He's done a lot of stuff for like, uh, Walking Dead, a lot of most modern movies, uh, that's going on. Um, Masters of the Universe, they get a new animated show and he's doing a lot of the music for that show as well. So, uh, this movie starts off, uh, right at the halo jump of the first Godzilla movie, the 2014 yep. version, only it's in a different perspective. It's Kyle Chandler and Vera for, for, Farmiga, that's how you say your last name, um, they are trying, they're looking for their son, Andrew. They have their daughter with them, but they're just looking for their son. He's nowhere to be found. We see Godzilla off in the background. He's just doing, I believe, doing I read, Godzilla things. Yeah, doing Godzilla things. I, I believe I read um, it, it matches up to whenever uh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character first witnesses Godzilla in San Francisco after he does the Halo drop. Like in that in the same general area, it like mm. apparently matches up. Um, but we just see uh, Chandler and Vera looking for the sun. Nothing's happening. They're constantly yelling for his name. They see Godzilla and uh, it fades to black. And then I believe it just goes right into Millie Bobby Brown on like the laptop. No, Vera wakes up. And like looks, that's right, yeah. Looks out the window, like she was having a dream a of all this shit all over again. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Millie Bobby Brown on a laptop. I think um, there's some song that she's listening to that was apropos of the movie. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she's on there uh, writing an email to her dad. She's looking at a bunch of photos that her dad apparently t- taken at some point of like wolves. What he's doing right now? But he was able to send because when we meet up with him, he's taking. More photos of wolves? Yeah. Well, how many photos does a fucker need of wolves, Ryan? 
he sent her a bunch to begin with, what and then I, he's out there in the field taking more photos. Well, he's probably studying them in some way. Like, okay, we don't actually get a a line on what his profession is. Right, right. He but just knows predators. But he's not just taking pictures. He's also listening to the sounds that they make and stuff on the mm. on the little like microphone that he has yeah, yeah. right next to him. So he could be studying literally anything about them. Okay. Um, yeah, because they, 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 I think they label Vera, her, Emma is the, yeah, Vera's character's name. Um, they, I think they label her job as like paleobiologist or some shit like that. And it's just basically the study of ancient, uh, creatures and shit like that. Uh, as, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character, I think, uh, Madison is writing up the email. She sends it, then, uh, smoke alarm goes off. Well, she doesn't send it. Oh, she did? No. Okay. She, like... Flirts with the send button, like mm. I don't know if I should or not. I thought at the end, right at the and then she doesn't. The okay. smoke alarm starts going off, and she's like, "Oh shit, shit, shit!" Yeah, yeah. And she's apparently making breakfast for her mother, and she's just burning the shit out of the bacon and stuff. And basically, her email is like, "I'm worried about mom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we we don't get any. I I don't want to ruin anything further on. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched this movie. Fucking spoilers if we're about 30 minutes into this episode. So if you haven't watched this movie, spoilers. Yeah. Um, we're not in the spoiler territory, but I'm what I'm about to say we're gonna get there. is going to be spoiler. So we know later on in the movie, shit's going down with Madison and her mother uh, about their allegiance to certain uh, companies and what Monarch is doing and shit like that. Um, so was she was she trying to tell her father that, look, Mom is trying something. I know about it, but she doesn't want me to tell you or anybody about it because they want to do something drastic. Because I'm only asking that because she's up for what her mom is doing, but not when it kills billions of people. She's fine when it's killing like a bunch of scientists in the lab. But the moment they start killing hundreds of people, she she has an issue with it. She even calls her mom a monster at one point because a bunch of people are dying. But she knew what the, this was going to entail. Hell, well, even up to the point... Kind of. But up to the point where we find out where they're both in on it, they've killed people at that point. I mean, shortly after the se- sequence of events with yes. her and her mother... Yes, she's... But um, she plays directly into what her husband is saying mm. like we were or, or we can just get there whenever we get there mm. but she was okay with the plan but whenever things started not going according to plan her mom's just like well, that's okay yeah we'll still get still get the then same she's outcome, like man. no you're a monster mm. uh yeah we'll get and that's into that's when she has an, an issue with it because they were going to do it periodically. Yeah, yeah, every so often. And then, yeah. and then, and then it all happened at once. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we uh, they have a small little conversation about uh, the plans for the day and shit like that. So the mom is taking the uh, daughter through the just the what their day to day. Well, there's rumblings. Yeah. There's tremors. Yeah, yeah, because they look out one of the windows as the tremors, tremors, tremors. While the tremors are happening. Are there uh, big worms and 
Are you done? No. Please join us on the Super Mario Brothers. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they 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 feel the rumble happening. It's getting a little bit bigger as it goes on. Uh, and they both go up to a window, and Millie Bobby Brown uh, just doesn't look at his, her mother and just looks out the window. They both are just like locked on whatever's going on outside the window. And Millie Bobby Brown's like, this is going to work or something along those lines. Uh, we then cut to inside a cave further into wherever they're at. We went to a cave when we went to Niagara. She's passing a big wa- uh, rock wall inside the cave. Uh, it has I like uh, moth. It has Mothra on the side of the wall, and we see just a uh, like a similar to what you would see in like a cave drawing type thing. Um, only it's like etched in the uh, cave wall on the stone and shit. Uh, we see the which is weird. I don't know how this happened, but we see the scientist from Stranger or not the scientist, but the uh, science teacher from Stranger Things walking up to Millie Bobby Brown, who is in Stranger Things, and I was. It just it seemed weird because he ends up becoming a scientist in this show that ends up dying by her looking the other way. He's one of the scientists that well, died. Yeah, kind of. And it, I didn't realize this until I watched it the second time, but uh, Vera Famiga is trying to get him out of the fucking cave before shit goes down. Yeah. She's trying to convince him, like, you don't want to be here. Yeah, you leave. Go away. And he's just like, no, I'm going to be here for this. Um, but they're going through the Rick and Roll, uh, everything that they would norm what you would perceive as what they would normally go through uh while studying this uh earthquake shakes or shit um but then as they're doing all that we then get a wide shot of like this like blue bioluminescent sack in this cave uh, and they're they're basically saying it's about to hatch something's about to come out of it we don't know what but something well, no they do know oh that's right they call it the they... titanus uh Missouri. Yeah. Which is the Latin version name or of Mothra. what we call dot, dot, dot. Mothra. And Millie Bobby Brown says Mothra. Yes. Um, do Is this one... I know it's not until it freaks out. I was getting to the Orca thing, which it doesn't stand for anything. They just call it Orca for whatever reason. Because the prototype was to be used on Orca whales. Is that what they say? Well, that's what... Uh, What's his nuts? Tells him later. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Fucking Kyle. <laughs> Doing Kyle things. Uh, yeah, but we then... Uh, they witness uh, the uh, pupil version, or pupae, or however you want to pronounce it, version of Mothra birth out of the sack. And it's very similar. If you know anything about, like, um, butterflies or small moths or anything like that, you see, like, the, the sacks on the... Uh, leaves of trees and shit and it's very similar to those i can't remember what type of caterpillar that is that is on that i want to say silkworm of some sort or millworm or something along those lines something that will then get into a chrysalis stage and then become a moth or butterfly or something like that um i don't know I don't, i'm not a uh what is it epidemiologist i don't know i know basic bullshit so i could be completely wrong about everything that i'm fucking talking about right now um but then, uh, yeah, they see this thing hatch, and it's just like a giant worm with like maybe some like weird tentacle arm. Well, it's not really tentacle; it's legs to move it. But it's it's much longer than like legs. Well, it's like it's like caterpillars have. Granted, these are larger, but they're. I mean, it's a much. It's much larger than a. Yeah, yeah. Than a <laughs> capitiller is. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then because of. No, 
do they hit the orca thing now and then it just no. shuts? No, no, no. They hit a containment cell. They try to contain it. It doesn't work. Apparently, just whatever bio frequency it, it, it gives fails. off, it fails completely. And then the caterpillar just starts losing its shit. Just, no, it's not even losing its shit yet. It's just kind of like looking around, and a guy gets scared oh, and ends right. up shooting it. That's right. And, and then, then and then it loses its. And shit. technically, it's not really losing its shit. She doesn't kill anybody, or the moth, or the caterpillar doesn't kill. She anybody. absolutely kills somebody. I thought she just threw him against the wall and, like, webbed him against the wall. No, she hits one of them with her arm appendage. Okay. And throws him against the wall, like, 80 feet at a terminal velocity, <laughs> which would, in fact, end a life. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I'm going to defer to you on Re- that. Regardless. I'm not sure. It's I thought bit- that there was web already there, and then she threw him there and then tossed more web on top of no, them. To I want to... I want to. She webs most people, but then like the every last, so often yeah. the last guy she like just whaps with her claw, or maybe it's the first guy she whaps somebody with her claw mm-hmm. and like kills him. Yeah, he's he, he'll be dead if, yeah. <laughs> if anything. Uh, we then get them busting out this orca thing. We don't know what it is. We just see Vera Farmiga, Emma, just uh, pu- punching a bunch of stuff on the the screen. She runs. Out of the safety of the room that she's in. Yeah, into, into the catwalk area. where Into where Mothra is. Uh, tells her daughter to stay here. Uh, she, Madison kind of agrees, but kind of doesn't. Doesn't want her mom to go in there and get hurt in any manner. But Vera Farmiga goes in. Um, and then just hits a few dials on the thing. Slides over something. And then this like weird frequency starts popping up. And it calms the caterpillar down right away. Well, no, not right away. I thought it was like the moment no. she hits like no, the final button, it then Well yeah, once she hits the final button, but as it's like winding up or whatever, Mothra is trying to attack her. Yeah. And yeah. then Millie Bobby Brown runs in beside her and That's right. And then whenever they hit the final button, like the mood lighting changes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all red and shit, and then whenever it gets calm. It's red because it's angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns blue and it's like, okay. <laughs> Uh, we then, uh, right as this the caterpillar calms down, Amelia Bobby Brown pretends to protect her mother. Um, we then get mass chaos with everything. We hear gunshots being uh, fired off left, right, and center. And then we see Charles Dance, along with a f- several of his guards, just take out. Well, Charles Dance doesn't. He just walks in like a fucking badass through smoke and shit. Um, but the, you see scientists being just... Cool guys don't <laughs> look at explosions. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just scientists are being killed left, right, and center. And this is my point from earlier. I was like, Millie Barbara Brown has an issue with her mom. Or Madison has an issue with her. I'm trying to do that more. I'm referring to the character and not the not the actor. actor. Uh, Madison has an issue with her mom, Emma, when it comes to killing hundreds of people. But the few scientists that she's potentially grown up with for the past year or so, she's all right with them dying. She's okay with... People dying in general, but not the entirety of mankind. It just seems like you're splitting hairs at this point. I get it. Mm. I'm just saying, like, from from a logical standpoint, like, she's okay with the death of a lot of people. 
as long as they have a chance to survive. Okay. But whenever the chance is taken away and it's just going to be an extermination and her mom's not going to do anything to stop it from being an extermination, she's like, no, yeah, you're a monster. Okay. Uh, yeah, he walks up to, uh, which the character's name is Alan Jonah. He's an eco-terrorist. He's been trying to stop the world from burning itself alive. Um, but he does not in harsh ways. We'll find out later on. Uh, we then cut to Kyle Chandler's character out in the field. Like what most eco-terrorists eventually become. Like they start blowing up pipelines yeah. and things like that. Just taking it instead a bit of, too far. Instead of just standing outside a coat factory with a bucket of red paint. Right, right. Um, we then cut to Kyle Chandler uh, in the field taking photos of... Uh, wolves and shit and we just see the, these wolves just tearing the shit out of some sort of like a deer. deer um and then he a doe a deer <laughs> a female deer right uh Ray, a drop of... <laughs> <laughs> we then uh see him snap a few pictures and then he just listens to them chew on this and growl and growl and i'm just like why are we why are we doing this this is weird like this is this is beyond. If you want to do that while you're uh, like reminiscing or thinking about or studying the sounds later on in the lab, okay, fine. But while you're out there recording, you're just like, it's almost. We were one beat away from him unzipping and then jerking off, Ryan. I don't I, see. I took it a completely <laughs> different way. Okay. Like I took it as like he heard something that he wasn't sure what it was. And so he was trying to concentrate and focus on it. See, to me, more it seemed deeply. like I remember the sound. Like, like I'm he's not basking. He wasn't like, "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "What the fuck was that?" Like, let me listen closer. <laughs> I don't think it was that drastic as what you just did, but I think it was a combination, maybe both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but while he's doing all that, we then get like the big helicopter airplane thing starting to descend in the open field near him. Uh, and then we get uh, Ken Watanabe, uh, was uh, Ishiro Serizawa, and uh, Sally Hawkins' character Vivian Graham uh, walk up to him and then just tell him, like, look, we need your help. We also have Thomas Middleditch come out as well. Um, the more we forget about him, the better. Um, but anyway, uh, we then cut to... Oh, we, we skip them, like, testifying in front of Congress. Oh, that's right, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're testifying in Congress, and we have Serizawa uh, uh, just telling the senators, like, look, there's nothing we can do other than just try to help Godzilla as best as possible. If uh, And one of the senators like, so we treat it like a pet. And Serizawa's like, like no, no. We'll be his. Yeah. Uh, he gets a phone call. Uh, he immediately doesn't even fucking, like, acknowledge the senators or the committee or anything like that. He's he like, oh, shit. Walks the fuck Go, out. go. Uh, Thomas Middleditch tries to buy some, them some time. We then cut to with a weird fucking beat. With a relatively funny. Thing. It's not funny. It's like how does, see. I thought it was amusing. I, I oh, mean, it's. I believe it's the one without the genital showing. Like, how is that funny? It's pretty. Well, it's it's not like that's not where it ends. He's like he's like here's a pretty fun. Uh, he seems a lot like a high school science teacher trying to. The like, nervous nerd. That's what sell, he plays. Sell his students on watching this video that nobody wants to watch. He's like, this is about uh, Muto uh, uh, reproduction and stuff. And I believe this is the one 
with the genitals blurred. If it's not, you know, um, call my office and, <laughs> and give me some shit. I mean, he doesn't say give me some shit, but right, up right. until up until that line, it's like he's like, yeah, just call my office, complain, <laughs> and and then runs off after. Right. Uh, and then we get the scene with Kyle Chandler and all that. And now we are cutting to them inside Kyle Chandler's house out in the middle of like the Colorado Rocky Mountain area. And they're telling him, like, Emma and Madison have been kidnapped by this eco-terrorist, Alan jo- Jonah. Well, no, they, they're like, we don't know who is responsible or who did it or Oh, anything. that's right. Yeah, they just know that they've been, uh, they've been kidnapped, kidnapped, but they don't know who. Because it's whenever Vera Farmiga's character pops up and tells them of everything that's going on. No, that's not until much later. They go back to the base... I forget what they call it. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not talking about now that she makes a call. I'm talking about whenever she does make a call, we then find out who the eco is. As soon as they make it back to the base, they know who he is, what he's trying to do, and all that stuff. Like, but you literally, like, just said you didn't know what his motivations were or anything, but now you're an expert. Yes. (laughs) Um, And they're telling, uh, and Thomas Middleditch's character is trying to uh, relay to Kyle Chandler about this uh, device. That Emma has constructed. And Kyle Chandler was like, yeah, I fucking know, you big idiot. I helped her design it years ago. And we decided that it was wrong to have this device. And we destroyed it. And destroyed it. And then Thomas Middleditch is like, well, your wife decided to build it again. Uh, and they're, they're all trying to convince Kyle Chandler, like, look, we need your help. You know that you, outside of Emma, you know these characters or these creatures better than anyone else. Uh, so we need you to help to help you find your wife and daughter or ex-wife at this point. They are divorced at this point. Well, they, uh, cause he talks about what they were originally making it for. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a grad school project to like help us understand. The no, it was to help orcas, uh, beach, like, uh, like get confused in the ocean and accidentally get oh, yeah, trapped yeah, on the beach. Yeah. So it was to help them not, not go to the beach, not go to the beach and get trapped on it whenever the ocean gets pulled in and everything. Um, but th- it was for that. Um, and then they figure out they can use it on the Godzilla characters, along with the Mutos and anything else, any other Titan creature that they find. And, anything uh, with bioacoustics. And, and between the 2014 one and 2019, they have found a shit ton of fucking creatures. I think they mentioned like 17 that they found so far. Yes. Uh, I know I've written down a bunch of them, but we'll get to it whenever they mention I, them. I also wrote down. Not all of the ones that are mentioned in the movie. They only mention a handful of them, and then uh, in like the the like behind the scenes like backstory of certain things, they also go on to mention other characters. That, well, or other right. Creatures um, that they found. Well, I I only wrote down the ones that you actually see mm. on screen. Mm. Like you see the creature on screen, not just their name, because they're all technically in the movie. Just whenever, yeah, whenever the, the thing happens with images. with he does. Or that he does. Mm-hmm. No. I put in all the ones that were in images. Okay. There's a lot that are just like their names are on one of the TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no image or anything right, with right. it. It's just their name. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put any ones that weren't pictured. Y- yeah, you don't sense. see the actual creature. Right. You'll see the right. name or anything like that. You don't see the actual creature. Well, I wrote them all down, Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... I debated on whether or not I wanted to, mm. and I was like, no, because like a lot of them, 
because I did I did research about even the ones that like don't show up mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, in the novelizations that have yeah, come yeah. out since in the comics since then, they have put them in there. Yeah, and they, I was they, like, okay, well, we're not talking about the comics yeah. and the novelization. We're talking about the movie, so yep. I'll just keep it to what is actually yeah. in the movie. Um, the only reason I wrote them all down is just because I would like the idea of getting some of these creatures later on. Um, and we'll get into it when we get into uh, all the creatures and stuff that they know of so far. But between the two movies, they have been hard at work locating any and all Titans that are on this planet. And there are apparently a fuck ton. Um, we then cut to... I think it's just them on the plane at this point. Yeah, going to... Going the, to the base. And it's just Kyle Chandler relaying to everybody about what happened between him and his wife. Uh, she dove into her work. I dove into a bottle. Um, and the only regret in my life is... That, my, that Maddie had to see me like see that. See me like that, that yeah. His daughter had to... Uh, and I believe they're in the process... They're also talking about how they're going to track Godzilla to figure out where he is or some shit like that. I believe because it's shortly after they're on the base, or no, it's after some some point after or while they're in the base that they discover where Godzilla is. I believe. Well, no, they've been tracking Godzilla. Have they? Yeah. Okay. That's that's what this base is. Is it's a oh, it's that mobile like yeah. uh, stealth bomber. Uh, well, that, air- but also like I th- I believe that the oil rig that the quote unquote oil rig also mm. migrates with Godzilla. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, they get they get to the base, mm-hmm. and then uh, Serizawa tells him, he's like, oh, yeah, like, they somehow Godzilla comes up, and he's like, yeah, if you could ever find him again. And he's like, oh, well, you just have to know where to look. And then all of, they're like, what? Like, you've been tracking Godzilla this whole time? And he's like, yeah. You, I mean, your wife taught us how. So, like, we did. Aren't you impressed? He's like, I don't fucking care. That thing killed my son. Like, yeah, Kyle Chandler. Fuck Godzilla. Which is also a point of, uh, like, I'm the, I'm just like, but you know how animals work. So his, um, his m- like, main opinion about Godzilla is like, fuck it. It deserves to die because it killed my son. But he knows how predators and preys and uh, just a- the animal kingdom works, clearly, because right. he was tracking wolves and all that. So he has some sort of like dealing in the animal kingdom. It's not like Godzilla was like, I'm going to kill this fucking little boy today. Um, it all happened off screen, so we don't know. He might have been like, <laughs> like, oh, look, you're so big. Like, let me hug you. And he was just like, fuck you. And hit him with his tail. <laughs> right. I get the anger that he may feel for his son dying because of a creature, but he has this like vitriolic hate against Godzilla to where he's like, no, kill them all. We don't fucking need them. They well, need to go away. Yeah. he's. It, it just doesn't make any sense with what his character does later on or even before, uh, earlier when we first get introduced to him. He's an animal person. He knows how animals work. It just doesn't, doesn't feel right that he would just automatically, this creature that's thousands of years old, he'd be like, fuck you, you killed my son. You deserve to die type thing. I would say that that... that does make sense because he has a a personal hatred of him for the slight against but once he realizes that there's actual benefit other than just protecting um 
uh, the human race from the, these other titans and shit that there's an actual benefit when it comes to like the radiation that they give off and we'll get into it later on that helps life grow and procreate on the planet he then changes his tune that's not when he changes his tune it's i want to say that his is a is a bond that's formed out of desperation okay like we'll we'll get to that whenever we actually get to the turn okay because it'll it'll make more sense then I think, uh, but yeah, basically he's like, fuck them all, yes, kill all every of them. last one, yeah. Uh, we then get a scene of them tracking Godzilla, and they just see inside the ocean floor, uh, just just Godzilla just hanging out in one area, just like the the spines on his back, the dorsal fins on his back are just pulsating blue and shit, and we just it's a great shot because we see it on the like big viewfinder. Of just because uh, they have shields up and they're like, uh, let's lower the shields. We'll show yeah. them that we're not a threat of any sort. Because um, they think that what is going on is that Godzilla is trying to intimidate to attack them. They think that it's an attack. And then after they raise the blast shields, you see like the pulse of the uh, dorsal, dorsal fins. fins. I guess that's what stuff. it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, on a shark, then, that's what it's called. And then. Kyle Chandler is like, no, that's like a dominance display, like a, it's a it's a threat, like intimidation, intimidation thing. But I don't think it's for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful shot because as the uh, uh, spikes on his back, the dorsal swings are lighting up and shit. We also see his a lot eyes light up a bit as well, and you just have like all these like dark colors and these bright, well, it's, bl- brilliant. It's blue. the the dark of under the ocean, yeah. which would be like pitch black, yeah. but then his the pulses illuminate and mm. you can see all of Godzilla. But then whenever the pulse dies down, it just disappears. Yeah. Uh, we I, we should also mention we also get introduced at this point to a character named uh, what is it? Because it, it comes into play later on, uh, uh, Doctor Ling Chen or no no Island. Eileen, not Isla. Eileen Chen. Um, and we'll get into where this is going towards. I don't know if you picked up on any of that. I did. Okay. Uh, the first time I watched it, like the very first time, not just like recently, like the very first time, I thought it was the same person in different locations. I was like, well, how did she get here to there? And no, I fucking missed it completely the first time around. Really? Because I picked up on it right away. I don't know why, but it wasn't until, uh, fuck it, the first time I watched it to talk about it on the podcast. Because I'll usually watch a movie about once or twice, depending on right. what's going on. So the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, because she has like a reaction to the spoilers to the Mothra character. I'm like, oh, shit. That's right. They call the one character Ling and the other one Eileen. Oh, fuck. And then, yeah, it just clicked on me. Um, so I, after we get introduced to all them and the... Godzilla's doing this intimidation thing. He fucks off. Well, they think he does. And then he, like... He lights up one more time, and he's, like, oh, right up against right. it. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, ha ha, got you! That's right. Because everybody jumps back all scared and shit. There's a turn for it in, like, the Air Force, where you basically, like, uh, buzz. I think it's called, like, yeah. buzzing the air tower or some shit like that. Where they just get real fucking close, and everything gets real fucking loud and scary for a second. Um... But what's the scene after this? I think it's the the uh, Verifarmiga's character to yeah, the to, uh, Antarctic to Monster Zero. Yes, I don't remember the Toho ones ever calling it Monster Zero. I could be wrong. 
me either. I mean, it sounds familiar. Something being called Monster Zero in the Toho one, so it's possible. I don't. I it honestly seemed... don't remember the. I haven't watched the the Toho ones for a very very long time. Mm. Specifically, ones that deal with this particular. Mm-hmm. And it just it just the only monster. reason I'm saying all this is it just seems odd to call him Monster Zero when we all clearly know who it is. But we don't know who it is yet. But why not just automatically call I, him? Eileen that? hasn't hasn't figured dug it out. up all the yeah. lore about her about him yet. So we don't know who it is. Maybe I it's just it's just big ice block monster. <laughs> it you, you could have wrote a better scene where it's not wasting everybody's time by calling it monster zero you just gonna call it Gadira right away um it just seemed story beat wise it just seemed like an odd way to just i mean everybody everybody knew who it was but nobody knew who it was right according to the narrative uh but yeah emma madison and charles dance's character is going to this um monarch facility and we have this like beat between uh uh, madison and uh, what is his name alan jonah where they're descending down into the elevator and Charles Dance looks at Madison and does that like hand over the face, like sad to smile to, yeah. s- to get her to smile and shit. And it looks like she's going to repeat the same thing and then just ends up flipping him off. Um, and he just, th- he, he's trying to just connect with what? this child. It was, it was just hysterical. Cause he's like, he's like, yeah, I know kids watch. And he's like, see, I know kids. And then she's like, holds the smile whenever she does this. And she's like, She's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, fuck you. And he's like, well, that was rude. I mean, I know you just witnessed me kill a whole bunch of people because at this point, nobody knows the turn yet. And at this point, like, you just witnessed me kill a whole bunch of people, but I'm not a bad guy. (laughs) It's like that scene from Wreck-It Ralph. You're not a bad guy. You are a bad guy. Just because you're a bad guy (laughs) doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Thanks, animated Zangief. Um, that helps. Uh, they, we then get uh, all, this entire team going up to Monster Zero and then just setting everything up to get it to wake the fuck up. Um, Kyle Chandler and his team... Well, we don't know what he's doing. We assume because at this point they they do get it wrong because they tell him that like he's after the Muto's DNA to sell it to companies mm. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they and think that's, how, yeah. that's how he funds his eco-terrorism. Mm. And yeah, and like we mentioned earlier, it was in that whole like them on that airplane helicopter, right? And they figure out who he is and all that. Whatever the the base um, place or whatever. Once Godzilla starts moving, they're like, "Oh, he's like, we'll track him. He's probably going to wherever the orca is." Mm -hmm. And then we're like, "Oh, it's Antarctica." And Mm -hmm. he's like, "Well, what's in Antarctica?" And they're like, "They all look uh, at one another, like, oh shit." something <laughs> yes so uh, then they they prep the jet and go and they're yes. like okay well they're he's probably trying to get samples of this monster that's there yes and then we'll you know we'll catch them there and we'll all be good and it's just uh we see kyle chandler we see the entire i guess monarch are they uh u.s military or are they just monarch military monarch military see i'm not sure uh, I know they, I think they have the insignia. I don't remember. I believe that they're monarch military. Uh, but we have a bunch of military because, people. Because one of the things that they're trying to bring up in the, the Senate for is that monarchs should be like 
under governmental supervision mm. and stuff. So I'm assuming that these are all private soldiers that work for mm. Mon- like soldiers of fortune, if you will. Right. <laughs> that uh, uh, Blackwater types that that may uh, you know should you need them, <laughs> just have to call. Um, are, are we going to get the A team together, Ryan? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got Murdoch and Face and. Uh, uh, what is his name? B. A. Baracus <laughs> stands uh, for badass. <laughs> we then, uh, yeah, it's just a series of scenes of the military descending into this main facility. Well, of them going to the mil or the along with Charles Kyle Dance Chandler going to. Oh, you're talking about the, the facility, the evil guys, and they get there first and shoot the place up. Yes, and take it over, pretty much. Take it over. And they start drilling into the ice and like it's it's intercut and they're like oh he's trying to take samples and he's like start the drills and oh okay he is taking samples of this thing that's frozen in the ice mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to like them landing and going okay well we need to get in there and take over and it, yeah like, and it's just another series of the bad guys that just took over the plant being taken out by several of the monarch military men. Um, and it's, uh, we, the long and short of it is it's one of those atypical scenes of like the quote unquote good guys going in and rolling over the bad guys, um, well, bad they guys don't. holding their own for a bit. They and don't, then, they don't roll over the bad guys. Well, some of them they do. They, That's what I'm getting they, at. The, that, uh, the, the main monarch force goes in mm-hmm. into a 360 degree ambush and then just gets fucked. And there's like six or so members. Is that this one? Yeah, because I think they're because Kyle Chandler's character also well he he walks runs up into that he they're they're he's trying to buy them time for I think like a sniper to get in a position or some shit like that something he's buying he's them just, time for some no reason. he's not buying them time he's just going in to try to find his daughter okay like he has nothing to do with what they're doing but the rest of the squad is doing that is trying to get a get somebody in position to take out mm. Charles Dance okay. Because he's a threat. Right. Because they think he's going to take... Uh, he's going to Jurassic Park this shit. He's going to take DNA and try to make a profit off of it. And be, if uh, other companies can replicate that DNA and create their own creatures, it's going to be fucking hell on earth uh, with all these different type of titan-like creatures. That's what they think he's doing. Right. Anyway. Um, we then see Kyle Chandler trying to coax his daughter over to him. And right at the last second where it looks like he's going to win them over, she walks back towards her mother. Well, the... Uh, the the one baddie, eco baddie, yeah. is like, oh, okay, it's all primed and has a detonator in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And then get shot by the sniper whenever he goes after, uh, what the hell's his character's name? Who's Maddie's dad? Because we've only ever Mark. Re- yeah, Mark. we've only called him Kyle Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've only ever called him Kyle. So, <laughs> Mark. Mark. Uh. Whenever he goes after Mark, because Mark like gets on the same level and confronts him, confronts. We're doing the same thing with Charles Dance's character too. Alan Jonah. Alan. Whenever Mark confronts Alan, he's like, he's "Like, don't fucking move, or I'm going to kill you. You kidnapped my family." Yes. And then the the eco baddie number one, like, bah! surprises him <laughs> and gets shot in the fucking head. <laughs> And uh, drops the detonator. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, he's like, Maddie, just just come to me, come to me, like, 
leave Alan over there. Like he's the bad guy. Like mm. come, come to dad. Yes. Come, come. To <laughs> he's safety. just trying to get her over here as quickly as possible. And she and... takes a few steps forward, and then Emma is like Maddie. Yeah. And I, then I, I think see... she just says her name once. And in... well, she says it. I think she says it twice. But then it goes to like inaudible. Like they're both screaming, mm-hmm. but there's no actual dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then she like sheds a tear and steps back to her mother's side, and her mom walks up and grabs the detonator. Oh, yes, and, and they it, set off. The and explosives. he's like, he's like, what? Yeah. I, if you were watching it for the first time, big. You're also like big what reveal. The fuck? This is a, she's working with him. This is also pretty decent storytelling because up until this point, I thought that they were kidnapped by this guy. Yeah, so did I. It's pretty. They don't fucking. I mean, telegraph I it. I didn't think it the second time. Right. But they don't telegraph it anyway. Yeah, Obviously, they, whenever you first introduced to like her uh, talking to the scientist guy, what she's saying is very much her hinting at get the fuck out of here. Right. But it's not after after, after you, you watch, know. Yes. Then it's like, oh, okay. He she was trying to save this guy's mm-hmm. life, but. Before it's just like, well, you've been here all night, like taking care of it while yeah. I slept. Like I'll take care of it now. Um, type thing, but uh, yeah, she sets off the yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, and pulls the detonator, and he was not taking samples. He was planting lots and lots of explosives. Yep, to break this thing out to of the break ice. this thing free, and she just looks at uh, Mark and is like, run. Yeah, yeah. It's this quiet moment of him just astounded at what just fucking happened. It's someone that he thought he was he thought he was going in there to be the hero to save his ex-wife and daughter and no turns out not the case she's working with him uh and then all hell breaks loose the fucking uh king Godira fucking monster zero breaks out of the fucking ice um we don't see godzilla just yet it's breaking out of the ice we just see it unfurl out of the ice and shit. We see three Well, no, heads. just just the ice is coming off at this point. Okay. And they're trying to escape the facility. Yeah, as it's crumbling because, down. And because it's a monstrous chunk of ice that mm-hmm. is raining down and destroying catwalks and stuff. Um, you see Mark, or you see uh, Alan and Emma get into an elevator and mm. start going up. And then Mark gets into an elevator and starts going up right behind him. Yeah, yeah. And then he sees that there are monarch soldiers mid-peril. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck, I'm not a bad guy. So he goes down to save them. Mm-hmm. And then they all get up top. And then the glacier is falling apart. Yeah. This is where we actually get the big reveal of the three heads and everything. And then, yeah, you see one head appear. And then the second and then the third. And the it seems like the the one in the middle is in charge of the other two because he starts knocking the other two around like yeah. fucking pay attention type shit. Um but then yeah, it it, it well, just, I mean that's what spawned the meme of like the the like happy face serious face dumb face. Yeah, cuz the one on the left is pretty fucking stupid and the one in the middle it's con. I, this is just a weird dynamic that they introduced, but it's the one in the middle is constantly, quote unquote, reprimanding the one on the left because he's constantly either not looking the right way or just doing something stupid that the middle one perceives as something stupid. It's just it was a weird dynamic, but also just fucking just fun. Yeah, it gives it gives, especially in like a few moments we're about to monster, kill off a character, Monster character. Zero, more personality. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, it's, then just big dumb beast. Burr, burr, burr. Everybody's now on the surface of this big ass iceberg on uh, the surface of a- a- Antarctica. And for whatever reason, the guards pick up their fire. Like the yeah, monarch yeah, guys, yeah. like I could get it with my AR fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said about the uh, the first Godzilla movie. Like they start unloading their fucking weapons on them. Just like without it being a grenade of some sort, you're well, not really gonna hurt it. Well, in any but way. my. My thinking is like, okay, well, this is the first time that they've encountered or tried in in the Godzilla movie. And that's Maybe. why I was okay with it. But this one, like, we obviously know that this doesn't work. Yes. They've been at this for a few but years. But we're going to keep trying. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, you got those Monarch guys trying to fucking take it out with bullets. It's not working. It, the the Gadira is just running through everything. Monster like Zero. Monster Zero is running through fucking I my, everything. I need my can. Right. <laughs> Uh, we see uh, Emma, Madison, and Alan get onto their main like helicopter plane thing, and we see her start up the uh, Orca, uh, and basically she's trying to control Monster Zero with the Orca, and it seems to be working for a bit. And I believe at this point, well, no, they, she didn't start it. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. Because Kyle Chandler's like, or uh, Mark is like trailing behind everybody, and it looks like he's not going to make it onto their plane. Right. And uh, in order to get Gadir to stop doing like thrashing and, about and just destroying shit. Well, and Alan is, Alan is like, no, do it now. Like you have to do it now. Mm. And then she hits the button, and that's when it starts attacking. It doesn't attack. Oh, that's until... right. It's in the reverse for Gadir because right. everybody else, yeah, fucking, that's right. Um, yeah, so it's just just coming up. Obviously, things are chaos is happening because this big ass creature is coming out of the fucking ice. But yeah, it's not until all hell break, all hell doesn't break loose until they fucking try to control it with the orca thing. Um, and then it gets real fucking pissed off and nearly kills, uh, or no. While they're running away, uh, Mark and, uh, what's her name, Vivian, are running away uh, from Gadir, Monster Zero, and Monster Zero just right away stomps on Vid- Vivian, just kills her instantly. Yep. Instantly, we see Sarazawa uh, just devastated by this fucking revelation. Like, this is his right-hand woman, just a friend, a, co- a colleague, a confidant, just killed in an instant. Um, they get on their plane... Um, I believe it looks like Gadir is about to basically destroy their plane, and then Godzilla fucking comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, and tackles them. No, no, that's not till a little bit later. Okay, um, their their plane is grounded, and oh, in the I in think- the ice in front of them, you see the pulse of blue, and then Godzilla comes up from a why is in plane, front of them? Is nothing working on their plane? Because Gadir used or Monster Zero used his electric breath and like fried, fried all their systems. Yeah. So it has to like reboot or something like that. Well, no, it's just completely fucked. Is it? Yeah. Then how do they get out of there? Uh, they end up abandoning ship cause it falls into a fissure oh, and another one. Right. Comes I don't know why I fucking them. blanked on this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, they, they all are like, fuck it. Let's get out of here. Cause yeah, uh, Gadir fucking fried their instrument panels and all that shit. Well, they don't get out yet. They're still like sitting in there like, yeah, it's as whenever Godzilla attacks. As soon as Gadira. we leave, like we're gonna die, mm. and then they see the blue pulse from in front of them, and Gudir is like, Meh? Yeah. <laughs> and then Godzilla pops up, and then like, oh yeah, we're gonna fucking fight. 
<laughs> and it's a decent, pre- uh, good, decent. It's a pretty decent, pretty fight. decent fight. Uh, it's very reminiscent of what we got with like the first Godzilla movie of him just taking uh, one of the heads off of the creature, and it seems to be working for a bit. Uh, and then uh, I believe is this the moment where Godzilla gets his ass handed by Godzilla? By I believe so. I mean, it happens two or three times throughout the movie. Um, but yes, this is this is one of the times that as they're fighting, uh, like Godzilla goes to use his atomic breath or whatever. Oh, that's right. And, and, and Monster like before, Zero's heads just go. Yep. Yeah, before and, like, it was a, it. it was an interesting scene because like before it would automatically hit like the Muto. Um, like square in the fucking head, but with these, yeah, they were able to part ways and just misses completely. There's three heads, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, watch this!" <laughs> An electric breaths Godzilla, and Godzilla falls as they get loaded onto another chopper that's come back to uh, Antarctica to to save them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they lift off and. I believe Gadira just flies off. Yeah, Gadira well. just fucks off. Yeah, and we also during this whole fight scene, we get like the pretty decent fucking like shots of like Gadira, like just wingspan all the way out. We see one end of the shot has got Godzilla, the other end has Gadira, and it Gadira is fucking like three times bigger than Godzilla, and it's just a, a fucking brilliant shot. Um, but yeah, they all uh, end up escaping from Gadira. Gadira fucking flies off somewhere. Uh, I believe Godzilla is just basically nursing his wounds at this point. Yeah, and so is Kyle Chandler. Yes, and then um, he, they get back the, on the. The like, last thing that you see is like from. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he, he passes out from Mark's point of view is yeah. him passing out as Gadir takes flight. Yep. Uh, and then they go back, wake up, and it, uh, we automatically wake up with Kyle Chandler uh, with Mark, and he's you know nursing wounds. Literally, I mean, he's got bandages and shit on him. We then cut to. He's in a hospital bed. Yeah, we then cut to like the main, the main situation room. Yeah, and they're all talking about where, what just happened. Where the uh, the soldiers like, yeah, no, Emma, Emma is the one that released him. Yeah, like Emma pushed that button. Yeah, and, and nobody wants to believe her because she's the one that recruited a the, lot of the people here at Monarch. Senor nervous nerd. Yes, <laughs> is like no. No, she wouldn't have done that. Like you must have, you must be mistaken. You must have seen wrong. She recruited ninety percent of the people that are here, mm-hmm. and then Mark walks in and is like, "No, she saw right. Emma did this." And they're all trying to make sense of it. They're like, "Why and, would she do this?" And then he's like, "You know, where did where did they go?" And they're like, "Well, we lost Godzilla, but then we also lost Monster Zero into this giant hurricane." Like he mm, he disappeared right. yeah, yeah, yeah. disappeared into the hurricane and we don't know where he is anymore. And I believe that they're trying to figure out ways to track Godzilla or to figure out where Emma and uh, Alan are, and they just can't figure it out. And then they get a call from someone. They're not sure who it is. They're just like, "Fine, we'll take it. We we'll take any help that we can get." And then they put the phone call on the big screen that's in that main command area. And it's Emma. It's Emma. And they're all like, "Oh fuck." And she's just looking at them. Uh, uh, Mark, right away, he's like, where is uh, Madison? Is she all right? She just comes in like, like this is no big deal. Like, the m- daughter came in to say hi to dad. Like, they're, nothing just fucking happened. They didn't just fucking align themselves with a the goddamn eco-terrorist. They, the, Emma and Madison, and this is no part on the act, and this is what they're supposed to 
be doing because this is they right, don't see it right. as them being villains they see it as a justifiable means to an end right so like almost every villain ever yeah, yeah. it's very thanos uh like yeah kind with her of. rationale um it's just instead of it being half she's just like i don't know some may die some may live. most most will die right a few might live uh and then we get this uh big one well, uh, exposition scene they, with her yeah they have like she's basically just like or mark is like are you fucking crazy yeah like why the fuck did you do that like there is no justification for this like he he's not even really he's somewhat concerned why she did it but she's he's mainly concerned why would you pull our daughter into this bullshit Right. Of all things. Fine, we can argue the semantics and the uh, theological questions about whether or not these animals should live or not, but you pulled our fucking teenage daughter into this eco-terrorist bullshit. What the fuck? And she's like, well, no, I'm not insane. Like, I'm very sane. I chose to do this because X, Y, Z reasons. And the reasons are pretty typical for, like, a movie of of something where you already have someone labeled as an eco-terrorist. That humans are basically a disease, that they need to be handled in some way, and Mother Nature has ways of doing that. And one of the ways... these, these titans. titans. Uh, We find out that uh, anywhere that uh, conflict has happened, huge growth has happened uh, because of the radiation coming off the titans. So life has prevailed in these areas. Like in San Francisco, we see the overgrowth uh, happening in San Francisco. life. Just not human life. Right. Uh, So she's trying to argue that uh, Mother Nature needs its way to reset and try to correct what we've damaged with the uh, inability to uh, be on, not be on foreign oil, shit like that. Just, it's very typical, also very ham-fisted a little bit. Like, okay. It's it's not a little bit ham-fisted. It's very ham-fisted. It's just like... People were the bad guys all along. Right. Gasp. I mean, it's par for the course for a movie like this. Well, it's, also, it's also par for the course for every eco-terrorist argument ever. Right. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I get it. I, Whatever. It, it's just a movie beat where I'm just like, of course they went with this way. It just that you, The only conclusion you can make if you already introduced that the one character is an eco-terrorist is humans are a disease that need to be eradicated type argument. Um, and then, uh, I believe she tells, I can't remember what she tells, like at the end of it, she tells him like, don't get in her way or you will die or something like that. Right. Basically. So, uh, well, like, uh, after he wakes up, he realizes that the missing part of the, uh, orca that they haven't been able to figure out is humans. Mm-hmm. And so he inputs humans and then they can track the orca and they track it to, a town in Mexico. Yeah, because they're trying to track the phone call and it's not working. It's bouncing off of satellites all over the place. Well, they no, they think that the phone call is also coming from there, but then they realize that it's from satellites and she's actually somewhere mm-hmm. else. Okay. But basically, she's like, "Stay the fuck out of our way." Like, Monarch has lots of vaults, basically mm-hmm. built underground to survive. The highest one I saw was ninety-one, so it's at least ninety some odd. Monarch outposts. Well, facilities, yes. Yeah. But uh, she's like, there's a number of just like vaults that are stocked for surviving these Mutos fighting or the Titans fighting. I suggest you get to one of those mm. because this isn't going to stop. Yeah. And then they realize, oh, well, she's not actually there. 
she's somewhere else. But, we just don't but know where something she is. else is bad is going to happen, and we're trying to evacuate this town. Uh, yeah, and they're trying to get a hold of the outpost in I think it's like uh, was it Isla de Mara, Mexico? Yes, and they uh, they end up. She is using this to hack into their equipment, mm. like all this exposition and stuff, and then uh, one of them, I don't remember who. Like realizes that she's just bouncing off the satellites and she's worming her way into their system, mm. and they're trying to shut her out. And this is this is the first instance of where Madison is like, maybe my mom isn't right to do this, right? right. Because they're like, you know, there's thousands of people there. Like you're going to kill. Thousands of people. Which is also my argument. She didn't think and, of this beforehand? Well, yes, but uh, her mom convinced her that she was going to wait until the people had a chance to evacuate. But, yeah, because uh, part of her ending message to them is like, there are bunkers throughout the entire world. Yeah, go and hide, yes. basically. And then... Uh, Alan and his henchmen are like, they're trying to lock us out of the system. Like you have to do this. And then we do get another bombshell. Like, even though this is a pretty like standard beat Mm. for stuff, Mm -hmm. like the first time that I watched this, like the big reveal with her grabbing the plunger and letting monster zero out, I was Mm -hmm. like, Holy shit. But then right after, like in this scene, He's like, you have to do it now. And she's like, well, I want to wait until people evacuate. And he's like, it's now or never. Like, this was your plan. Mm, mm. You came to me with this idea. I didn't come to you and recruit you. You came to me. And I was like, what? Like, that was was a good reveal as well. But then whenever she's like, okay, fine, and hits the button, then her daughter's like, "You you didn't do what you told me you were going to do. Like, you didn't. Let the people evacuate. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where she calls him a monster. Uh, her a monster at this point. No, that's not yet. It's not till right before she fucks off. Does the stuff. Yeah. Uh, we think uh, we cut to. Uh, we also got hints of um, whenever uh, the first episode happened, whenever uh, Emma and Madison were first quote unquote kidnapped by Alan. Uh, it was also revealed that that caterpillar had escaped and went and made a chrysalis uh, under a waterfall. Under a waterfall. We then cut to that waterfall, and it's like this entire team watching what's happening with the chrysalis, uh, making. I sure don't that, think that's yet. I, I thought it was. No, that's. I don't think that's until after Rodan. Rodan. Or, Rodan. Yeah, Rodan. Yeah. Rodan. I've I've heard it pronounced both ways, and I don't know which one's right. I'm just going by the movie. They call it Rodan. Yeah, so. Rodan. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Cause right after this, we then cut to like the, well, it's just, you see the town and you see these giant speakers that start blaring the orca's signal. Yeah. And then you see a, uh, the top of a volcano mm-hmm. that's just got like a blast door over it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And the blast door just pops, open. pops off and a bunch of smoke and stuff rolls out and you see this giant Titan coming out yeah. of, and if you know anything about the Toho uh, characters or creatures or anything like that, it's the typical Rodan, just the big, like, giant fucking pterodactyl-looking motherfucker, only just in, like, a lava aesthetic. Like, right. everything's very dark and 
Uh, hell, we even get like this is what a little added touch to this movie that I found fucking fascinating. We find out in this movie. Uh, what happens whenever it's flying by something, like in the wake of it flying? Like most big things, you have some sort of like downward draft coming off yeah. of it, but this is like a giant heat wave going off uh, behind the Rodan creature. Um, but yeah, we see just uh, people running away from this heat wave. They're not sure what it is. Well, it's not just heat wave, it's also like it's, just it's, the, the. I would almost sound call it like an in intense air. heat wave. Yeah, maybe sound wave as well, because there is a lot of like. I guess noise to it. Well, it's not necessarily a heat wave because the, the I think the little boy ends up yeah, surviving. He, he's yeah, you're right because he's like dangling, like he's being like sucked into this like vortex. Wind. Right, it, it would be a a difference in air pressure that yeah. like would try to take people along with it. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I just found you it fascinating. S- you do see some people burn up, but oh, that's right, you do. I guess it depends on I don't, what point. I don't at. know what the rules are right. whenever it comes to right. to. I just found that fascinating. How close that, you are, um, and maybe the boy wasn't because I know they were in like this pavilion area, and he was starting to get sucked into the because uh, apparently like the Rodan like firewall vortex thing that's going on. It doesn't go around buildings; it just goes like through. So like if you're in an open street, you're going to get damaged. But if you're in like a, that weird pavilion area where they're holding onto that boy and his mother. Um, right. Apparently, like, there's the a air. There's a wind break. Yeah, yeah, doesn't go in there. Um, anyway, uh, what is the the military I, comes? Um, no, we see all the or uh, not the not the military. The monarch people are trying to evacuate. That's, that's right, um, and trying to get Rodan deal with Rodan, and then they they realize that the hurricane has shifted and is coming where Rodan towards Rodan. Yeah, and they're like, oh. Monster Zero didn't go hide in a hurricane. Monster Zero is the hurricane. Yep. Let's take Rodan to Monster Zero. And one of the the lines that I really I enjoy in this movie is uh, whenever they realize that the that it's coming that way, and he's like he's like, oh wait, the hurricane is actually Monster Zero, mm. and he's like, well, it's coming this way, and it's, it's coming for one of three reasons. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like food fighter, f- <laughs> something more intimate. <laughs> Just like yeah, I love that line. <laughs> like if, like honestly, if they just make a movie where like two monsters, <laughs> like like honestly, if this was a TV show, I would watch it. Like if they were like, no, it's time for food fight or fuck. <laughs> like I would watch the hell out of that show. <laughs> oh my god. Like you give it a uh, cheesy 1970s dating game <laughs> intro it's like Oh fucking hell. I would also watch that. <laughs> right? <laughs> But obviously, because we're on network, we would have to do it exactly like this line is delivered. <laughs> or something. It's time for food, fight, or f- something more intimate. <laughs> so that's so we can get into syndication. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
uh, they they figure out a way to basically bring Rodan out into the middle, middle of the ocean where Gadira is. Right. So they basically while they're doing that, they they have to sacrifice basically Gold Squadron. Yeah, pretty much because it gets taken out real fucking quick. Every single pilot dies. (laughs) Yes. Like there's a few at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, just bam, all of them get taken out in one foul swoop. Whenever whenever you see uh, Rodan follow Slippy. Slippy's advice from uh, from Star Fox sixty four and do a barrel roll. Uh, yeah, and then one guy tries to eject and just <laughs> gets eaten <laughs> right away. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and Bradley uh, Whitford's character is like, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the squadron, but they're gone. <laughs> just and everybody knows it already. Which but he's just I fucking love him. Yes, obviously, and yes. like everything that he mm. ever does. Um, <laughs> but in this, like. I mean, I would I would say like your hatred of the nervous nerd, like Bradley Whitford also plays the same character in movies. Like this character is very much his character from uh Cabin in the Woods. I mean, slight tweaks to it, but they're very similar characters. Okay, I can see the argument doing. made, but the one the character in Get Out completely fucking different. True. Um, Josh Lyman from West Wing. It has like uh, it's reminiscent of some of his characters later on, but for the most part, yeah, Josh Lyman is its own thing. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm not defending him, but like using that argument against one thing and not using it against another is kind of silly. I can so see I just, the argument. I just but... wanted to point out the mm-hmm. the similarities between the two characters, mm-hmm. between his like most recent works. Right. 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 Um, but anyway. Um, so they're basically using themselves to distract Rodan, get Rodan to follow them mm-hmm. to where Monster Zero is. They manage to accomplish this, and they take a little bit of damage because of it. Like not mm, not yeah. direct damage, but the the plane ends up getting a little bit yeah, jacked and up it looks like Rodan because... is about to grab onto them, and then he catches wind. Well, of... and then he's like, he's like. What was that though? Yeah, and he automatically starts fighting Gadira right away, and it's just a fight between these two characters. And oh, one thing we also we mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, Godzilla tore off the one um, head of Gadira, right, of Gadira, and we also see that scene of the head being reborn, and it, it's it's not the Hydra of like Greek mythology, but it is very similar. Where yeah, the the head, head grows, grows back, back, but it doesn't double. Right. Uh, it's not it's not the Hydra. It is, but it isn't, because it's very similar yes. to what the, the myth of it's, Hydra and shit is. It's a Hydra, but it's not a Hydra. Right. Um, anyway. Um, and it's just the, the humans are now watching this fight take place between Rodan and King Godir. Well, kind of. Uh, but then they get a radio call that one of the helicopters managed to to launch, but one of its engines is damaged, and it needs like or needs emergency air vac. Yes. Or an emergency landing inside... The little like helicarrier the, the thing big, they got going on, yeah. The big stealth bomber. Yeah, it's it's like a souped up version of a stealth bomber because it's housing all these people. Yeah, and, and all these like helicopter plane things. I I can't. Ospreys remember. is what the yeah that's the, what they call the them helicopters are. Um, uh, but they, they radio to like the launching bay and apparently they're like bay doors are stuck. They can't get them open. They don't know what the fuck to do. They're trying to get their team back into the uh, main hangar. Right. Um, because they've got a bunch of survivors. And uh, Mark goes down to try to help in some way. 
Well, he um, needs to needs to figure out how to get down there. Get down because he doesn't know where the hangar is apparently, and uh, what's I don't even know what his character's name is. I, it doesn't mention in here the nervous nerd. Yeah, uh, middle ditches yeah. character. I can't remember. Um, I'll just call him Nervous Nerd because mm. it's been working out so far. Yeah. Nervous Nerd is like, I'll show you. And he's like, yeah, literally right. anybody else. Yeah, like yeah. anyone else. No one else does. And nobody else does. And he's like, no, come on. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Sa- Sam, maybe? I'm not sure. I think. I didn't give a shit enough to remember the name. Uh, and it's not in the synopsis I printed out or anything. So, um, But he takes him down to the hangar and then he ends up. Uh, sacrificing like one of their the, helicopter yeah planes. the uh, the hydraulics are jammed up and so he drops an osprey on the doors that are somewhat open yeah and it just opens them all the way mm. and then uh, the osprey lands and while it's landing you see monster zero use its lightning breath again and take Rodan down. Yes. And this is where we get and the Rodan, Rodan submits to Gadira. No, not yet. I thought he did at this point. No, not yet. As he's doing that, then Godzilla no, I have comes to, in. I have to move this out of the way a little bit because of what's going to happen next. Um, I'll just... I'll do it in one fell swoop. Okay. So, so it'll make more sense. Um, you see him beat uh, Rodan, mm-hmm. and then he comes after the the Osprey and you see all three heads again, even though they know that one had been gone mm-hmm. and that's how they know later on the when head. they're talking about it. Um, but you see, uh, you see monster zero, like almost come up into the, the, uh, the Osprey Bay and then the Viper RKO out of nowhere. Godzilla just, Fucking shoulder checks <laughs> King Gadira. <laughs> All that preamble for you to make a meme. <laughs> I know. But I, I couldn't help it. Like Oh yeah, as soon as, it's essentially as, soon that. as I watched it, yeah. I was just like Yeah, because you don't hear about Godzilla it's for a good the while. Meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, Godzilla comes in and starts trying to take out Gadira, uh, and it's not working. He's getting his ass handed to him again. And the military yes. contacts Monarch and is like, hey. You've had your chance. By the way, we uh, we invented this new technology. They call it an oxygen destroyer. Yeah. we did, It's a new type of bomb that is built to kill anything living within two miles. Yes. And we're going to launch it at, or we're going to to use it on them. Mm. And they're like, no, just, or Kurosawa is like, just let, let him fight, which has been his, <laughs> his standard, running theme, his standard <laughs> response <laughs> since pre 2014's Godzilla. Let them fight, get the fuck out of their way. <laughs> and, and it's referenced later a little bit. Uh, nervous nerd is like, I always loved it whenever he said that. <laughs> Cause he says it. Often, yeah, in both movies, uh, but s- the military's like, no, you don't understand. It's already on its way. Like, I'm just letting you know, you need to get the fuck out of there, yep. so you're not part of the two miles that dies. Mm-hmm. And they do, and uh, 
Gadira, uh, I'm gonna like we still don't know in the movie that it's Gadira, yeah. but it's King Gadira. Obviously, we've interchanged it so many times. Yeah. I'm just gonna fucking stop with the Monster Zero, and that's why bullshit. I made the argument. I was like, I don't know why they called it Monster Zero in the movie at all. Just call him Gadira. Just they they stick with all the names, but for some reason they decide to waste our time with Monster Zero, and I'm just like, it's no point. Anyway. Well, it's because they didn't know, like, they, they have to wait to be able to to tell the backstory of Gadira until later, whenever they have a minute. <laughs> anyway, because they haven't been able to find what the what its right. mythos is right. yet. Like, all of, all of these creatures are based in the myths of years prior. Is this also the fight scene where with Gadira and Godzilla, where Gadira lifts Godzilla up out of the no. water? Is that the last fight scene? Yeah, him? he doesn't okay. lift him up out of the water. He just lifts him up off the ground and then is it okay? Drops him because that one that when they're high up in the air, it's a beautiful fucking shot. And we'll get to yeah, it when we get there. That's not till Boston. Okay, um, but the oxygen destroyer comes in. Mm-hmm. They're just outside of range, and it blows up, and, and it, it looks like it worked for a minute, and then yep. you see Gadir's heads come up out of the water. And its wings spread and fly away. Yep. So and they're like, did not work. It what like it violates the natural order, and then they're like, well, it regrew its head. Like, of course, it violates the natural order. Other things can't do that. Which he's right. Other things cannot regrow their heads. Right. But they. Can't. But they also only have one of them. Right. There isn't like <laughs> like unless lizards, it's like a genetic lizards mutation. can regrow their tails. Yeah. And I think some lizards can grow, like, actual appendages like, back. Yeah, limbs and stuff. Yeah. But, like, obviously, creatures in our world only have one head. Right, right. So they wouldn't be able to regrow it right. because it would destroy the And brain. we also get, like, an idea. And I don't... And this is another theme in the, in this movie that I don't remember ever coming up in the Toho thing. Um, whenever... Uh, Eileen Chen is uh, explaining what Gadira is. She fucking flat out says, we think it's an alien. It's from space. Um, I don't remember that ever being the case. I don't either. And I was going to bring that up as well. So it could have been. I don't remember. I'd like, similar to you, I haven't seen the Toho ones for quite a while. I used to watch them all the time when I was a kid, but I haven't since fucking like 12 years old. Um, Which was a long time ago at this point. Yes. Uh, We then... I guess the team is also waiting for Godzilla to come up out of well, the water Well, they're, as well. they're monitoring his heartbeat. Yes. And they, right. they find out that it's weak. And they're trying to root for him. They're, they're and just stuff. saying, like, come on, big guy, get up, get yeah, up. Yeah, like, Bradley Whitford is like, mm. fight it, big guy, come on. Yeah. Uh, and the heart- heartbeat eventually dies out. And you kind of see, like, them crestfallen, mm-hmm. and they don't know what the hell they're going to do. Yep. And then you get the scene of um, Mothra. Yes, uh, yeah, and this is the scene coming up where, it, and then, like I said, when I first watched it the, yesterday, um, I put two and two together. I was like, these are two different women. Uh, so we cut to uh, this team monitoring m- m- the Mothra caterpillar after it's in its chrysalis. Um, we get one of the characters basically, hey, Dr. Uh, Ling, uh, he's like asking him a question of like, we, what do you think is going on here? We haven't been able to get a hold of yeah. anybody else from Monarch. Like, what? What the hell's going on? And right when they pan the camera around, it's the same actress. When I f- originally watched it back in 2019, it never clicked for me, but it recently did. 
they are fucking like whenever they first introduced Mothra, I never thought they would actually do the twins thing. But in the Toho mythos of Godzilla, uh, Mothra exists with these two twin Asian girls yep. that help communicate with Mothra. And in some movies, they can control Mothra in certain aspects. Um, and we get that in this movie, and I fucking found that fascinating. They fucking full on board. Yeah, they may waste our time with like Monster Zero or whatever the fuck, but they actually go for certain they, ideas. They give they give homage to mm-hmm. the originals. Um, yeah, because the the twins would they sing or would they play instruments? I think they just sung like like a like a acapella like song. Yeah, um, but they would they would sing to Mothra, mm-hmm. and that's how they would. Quote unquote even whenever control. she and I we, we miss this beat but it's just a small little thing even whenever she miss like she's first introduced to uh Mark she tells Mark like yeah she's from a long line of people well, that no are, that's that's like at the same time that this is happening is it yeah okay because they're getting to know each other better type thing oh uh, okay and he's like wait you're second generation monarch and she's like the third actually and mm-hmm. then she shows him a picture and it's just of her family twins. and it's all twins mm-hmm. Um, yeah, after this happens, they then see Mothra, uh, come out of her cocoon, and it's just this beautiful fucking shot of the bioluminescence coming off the Mothra character, the waterfall coming down, it's just a great fucking shot. Um, and it's one you saw in the trailer with, like, the, uh, the curvature of the wings and shit just arcing up into the air, we see just all the slow Coming out from under the waterfall. Yes, it's a very fucking beautiful shot. Um, we then cut to... And then she... Mothra kind of like gets close. Mm. They look at one another and it like almost like they're 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 like close to one another, like almost like where we clearly she get could a reach connection. out and like yeah. like we we are connected mm. type thing. And even then I still and think they it's say, a fucking connection. And they say like, you know, Mothra, the queen of the monsters. Mm-hmm. And then uh you get the scene with uh Rod- Eileen. Er, Rodan um Submitting to oh, that's right, that's King right. Ghadira while uh, Eileen is putting together mm. who Ghadira is, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, he's the false king. Uh, yeah, in this conversation, we also it's also revealed that several other titans are now waking up because of Ghadira. We get that amazing shot of Ghadira on that uh, volcano mountain. Screaming up into the heavens with like the in the foreground we get like the cross and in the background we get Gadira on the mountain and shit and lightning and all this shit's happening. It's just a great fucking shot. There's a throughout this entire movie. There's yeah, just a series the director of, great of photography shots. did a very fucking good job. Um, but we also uh, throughout this conversation that they're now having trying to figure out what they do need to do next now that they think that Godzilla's dead and Gadira is um, king of the monsters and. Uh, to to run through the ones that have, you can do your whole list if you want. You can uh, do that, and then I'll do the ones that were actually in the movies. Okay. I, right. uh, yeah, we got Rodan, King Ghadira, King Kong. Uh, we they mentioned Mudo, the Behemoth, uh, Scylla, uh, uh, Methuselah is also one. Um, I'm not Malayli. Mibendi, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. We got Baphomet, uh, Tiamat, Typhoon, Abaddon, Abaddon, uh, Abaddon, whatever, uh, Leviathan, Sargon, and Bunyip. Are all the uh, creatures yep. mentioned in like different screenshots and yep. images and shit like and that? And the ones that you actually see 
are Behemoth. Mm-hmm. He is the uh, giant mammoth-looking one yeah, with yeah. the giant tusks. tusks yeah. Um, Cilia, who's like the, the spider. The well, the spider with like the the squid face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's very much a Cthulhu-esque type. Yeah. Um, thing. Um, and then obviously you see Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidorah. And we also see a Mudo as well. Another. And Godzilla. And you see uh, Queen Mudo is what it's called. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. And then uh, Methuselah is the like giant island like that, that stands up and it's got all the like forestry and stuff oh, on its back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Methuselah? That's Methuselah. Oh, okay. Um, and... You also see one that they didn't give an actual name to. It's just called Giant Spider. Oh, okay. According to what I was able to find mm-hmm. about it, that is that is separate from Cilia. Right. Which it obviously. It, okay, so after Godzilla versus King Kong, they, they don't really set up anything. So they obviously these movies would get boring if you just constantly tell stories of. Uh, oh, here's a new creature fighting Godzilla, or here's another creature fighting King Kong. So I think well, I mean it was a it was a pretty successful run for Toho doing exactly right. that um, when we didn't have <laughs> a lot of options. Well, that's true. We there were far fewer options then. Right. But. Um, so I almost bet maybe we can get like a monster. I don't know, like uh, like thirty. Well, apparently with the with the comics. Mm. And stuff that they have put out since, like all of the Titans have allegiances to different, like countries different, and areas. Well, no, not necessarily different countries and areas. They're in different countries and areas, right, right. and that's how they get their names. Uh, like uh, Bon Yip is one that I looked up just because I was like, that's a really fucking interesting yeah. name, and it's apparently like a Scottish folklore thing for like something that gets rid of all the water or mm. something. Okay. Um, and so like their names are taken from different things, but they all have different allegiances to like other Titans or uh, even Monarch. Like Godzilla is technically an ally of Monarch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it sets up its own but ecosystem. But there's some that like ally with Gadira. Um, and who are enemies of Monarch. Mm. There's some that are friends of Godzilla, but enemies of Monarch okay. and stuff like that, that that have all been flushed out more in, in, comics the, and... in the comics. I haven't read any of them. No, I haven't either. Um, I have so seen I them from time to time. I can't speak to mm. like their alliances and stuff. I just saw that they, they did, in fact, have that, so mm. they, they could play with the, that idea. Mm. So I'm, I'm interested to see, because I think a Legendary also owns like the IP for like Pacific Rim. I think there's a a world where you can have Pacific Rim come in, and I think we mentioned it like weeks ago when yeah. we first started this, where you can have Pacific Rim come in, and I think that would where you could have the kaiju fight the uh, um, Jaegers. No, I forget what they call them in this movie. I think it's kaiju. No, it's not. Or it Titans. is. It is, but it's not. Dai kaiju. Okay. D a i, and then kaiju. Daikaiju, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Although, <clears throat> although, I guess maybe the. Whenever I clicked on Daikaiju, it took me just to Kaiju, which I didn't know this because I never looked it up. And I probably would have whenever we got to um, 
Pacific Rim, mm. but since we're already talking about them, we'll just do it now. Um, it's literally Japanese for strange beast. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, it fits. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget where we started. Those, those are the ones that are in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behemoth, Cilia, Methuselah, Mothra, Rodan, King Ghadira, Giant Spider, and Godzilla. Mm. But they're, they're all breaking out and just running rampant. Basically, yes. uh, what they, they also say that they are listening to orders well, from Gadira, where their original idea that's was. What, that's what Mark says. Like the general is just like they're just they're all fucking crazy, mm. and Mark's like, no, actually they're just listening like, to the Alpha. They're extensions of him at this point mm. because he is their king. They must know that Godzilla is out. Out. Yeah. Uh, and he, he makes the example of, like, orcas, actual killer whales, and uh, wolves and all that, where they have a pack, and they listen to one. Right, there's one that's in charge yep. that tells the other ones what to do that they might not do just by themselves. Mm. And we also get a shot, or, like, a small, like, little scene with um, Emma, uh, Alan, and Madison, and, well, not Madison just yet, but Alan and uh, Emma, where they're basically, Alan's like, I thought we were going to release them one at a time, and... And she's like, I didn't do this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, it's done now. It's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, even whenever she's like, no, we're like, this will cause extinction. And he's like, yeah, this is your idea. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess mm-hmm. you're technically right. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Because they were going to use. This is, this is where we get. The monster. Maddie calling her a monster. Mm-hmm. Because she's like. I just heard you say, like, you could stop them from rampaging the way they are mm. if you use the orca. And she's like, well, yeah, but, I mean, this was always kind of the plan. It's just all happening at once instead of one at a time. And she's like, no, you're causing the extinction of mankind. Like, you said that people would have time to to hide, to be able to survive. We don't even have a chance now. You're a monster. And then she locks herself in her room. And then uh, Emma is just like, Maddie, honey, you still mad at me? Maddie. And just like knocks on her door a few times while she sits on her bed. Mm-hmm. Um, we then get uh, Mothra. She is apparently not um, uh, under Gadira's command because she, she flies to like this like Bermuda. Well, she's the, the queen of yeah, the monsters. Yeah. So she wouldn't be under king's sway yeah um the the false king gadira (laughs) as a as and if i remember correctly the long short of it is is that they figured out that uh, mothra is communicating with uh godzilla yes who's now uh, uh, recuperating yeah fucking hell didn't die but is very very weak Mm -hmm. and they find his location is like this uh underground city deep in the ocean they don't know where where he is. Okay. And they're like, can you track him? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, it's, the signal's not strong enough. And Mark is like, well, she can. Like, let's just follow her. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the idea to take a nuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 if they, the, the idea is that they, they can use a nuke to j- basically jumpstart him yeah. back up again. Whoa! Yeah! Kickstart my heart! Um, and they end up sending a couple drones to figure out where exactly he's at. And they end up. Well, before, before we get there, Mm -hmm. 
we get probably one of my favorite lines that Sarazawa has said in either movie. Um, because Mark is say is talking and he's like, you know, if you would have told me that I would have been helping the thing that killed my son, like I would have told you that you're a liar. Mm. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's a... and uh, the line that Sirizawa says is sometimes the only way to heal our wounds is to make peace with the demons that created them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a brilliant fucking. And I, I line. fucking, Man. I love that line enough that like. I always prepare mm. for the podcast. Like I watch the movie and I do a little bit more research, but I never like write stuff down mm-hmm. and I wasn't really planning on it for this one either. Just mm-hmm. because it's just it's a Godzilla movie. You don't yeah, really it's, think it's that another, something profound is it's another happen. thing, but like I, I had watched this not too, like not super duper long ago, mm. but it was like still fresh in my mind. I'm like, well, I'll just watch it for a refresher. And then I heard that line again. And I was like, that is a really fucking good line. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so this is what episode 31 episode 30. I was going to say like 27 or so 31. So yeah. So episode 31, this is the first time that Ryan's wrote a note <laughs> for the podcast that we're doing. Yeah. A little like behind I've, the, I've had stuff like on my phone prepared uh-huh. to talk about with like, Alien mm. and uh, some of the the fun trivia facts and stuff that I've thought yeah. of, and like I've always been prepared, but I've never like wrote notes for it. Yeah. But that line, I was like, I want to make sure that I get it right and not just <laughs> butcher it. Not just kind of like, well, this is broad strokes <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> like it was good enough. I was like, ooh, that's like it's a very well crafted line, and so. Kudos to the writer. Yeah, what Ryan is trying to hint at is that just a little peek behind the curtain. So what happens is that we'll both watch the movie. What I will do is I will uh, get like the synopsis off of like Wikipedia or IMDb, depending on which one's shorter. I don't really need like a huge detailed one. I just need one that will help me if we get lost. Like both of us are just completely like I'm right. not sure. Like I don't know what happens next. Um. So and while I'm watching the movie, I'll write things in like the margins of shit, like the. Who's in the movie, who directed it, who wrote it. Uh, different lines that I found interesting, like the line you just read. Um, and uh, along with the Rotten Tomato scores and the budget and breakdowns for opening weekends and shit like right. that. Right. It's all stuff that like you could potentially store in your head. Mm-hmm. But you've got a lot of other shit going on in your life. <laughs> like you got a wife and you got two kids that drive you fucking crazy. So... I don't really have that. So most of my stuff just gets put in my brain. All right. And I remember to talk about, I want to say, 95%. Yeah, even though I write it down, there are things after I'm, while I'm editing the episode, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to mention that. Oh, shit, I forgot to right. mention this. Um, so, but that, w- that was, yeah, behind the, mm. behind the curtain, mm-hmm. if you will, <laughs> for a for, uh, little bit of Nerdinian trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is the, this is the first time I've ever wrote written something down. And then whenever I did, I was like, well, I'm going to write down the names of all the Mutos too. So I can, mm, yeah. So Cause it's, can. it's fascinating. Cause just the character designs for these creatures is interesting to watch, like, especially the behemoth one or the Methuselah. I can't I fucking stumbled over that, but yeah, they're interesting creature designs that I hope we get, even though, like I was hinting out earlier, even though it would be just par for the course when it comes to Godzilla movie of, of Godzilla, like either teaming up with a Titan or fighting a Titan. 
I would love to see a lot well, of right. these creature and, designs. I mean, there's still unanswered questions at the end of this, which right. we'll get to whenever we, we get there. Um, but uh, you see a lot of them mm-hmm. in this movie, which is cool which, because I always enjoy yeah. good monsters. I think that's why it's my favorite one is because we get like a bunch of monsters in this and movie. That's, and that's why, uh, why Pacific Rim is so good because you mm-hmm. get to see a lot of fucking cool kaijus and giant robots. Yes. So it's fucking awesome. Yes. Um, but uh, and this is where they then got sen- off got off track a yeah. little bit. Uh, uh, this is where they then send the like submarine drone. Things. Yeah, they well no, they go They're f- in a submarine. Um there's there's like a bet between two of the the scientists. Is there? I want to say yeah, because uh Bradley's character he's always talking about the hollow earth theory. Oh, that's right. And yeah. stuff. And uh they they get in a sub and they go to where they think Mothra is leading them mm-hmm. and then they get sucked into like a vortex. And then whenever they get to the other side of the vortex and they've kind of recovered and stuff, they're like, Where are we? And the captain's like, We're six hundred miles from where we took off and they're like it's not possible and he's like yes i was right <laughs> hollow earth yeah this is that's how they the... move around so fast and it was and he's like see i told you ling and she's like shut up <laughs> it was also mentioned like i think kong skull island about a hollow earth theory as well um oh and i did miss another line that i wrote down just just because i liked the description um whenever he's like oh yeah we're the missing part of the orca the orca signal oh, yeah, yeah. and Bradley's character is like, I mean, it makes sense. We are horny mur- murderous carnivores. <laughs> and I was like, that is an excellent way to describe mankind. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, they figure out uh, once they get into this like big cavernous area with their drones and they're all starting to like get knocked out, uh, one after the other because yeah, there's a of the lot radiation. of fucking radiation in this area. So it's just knocking their drones out left, right and center. Um, they then capture an image from one of the drones before it goes down. They see that Godzilla is like near this main like vortex area and he's just laying there. Um, apparently like nursing wounds. I don't want to keep saying that phrase. It's just recuperating um, from the ass kicking yeah. he just got from Gadira. Um, well, and the oxygen destroyer. Right. Uh, they also are like, well, we have this nuke. Let's use it to try to kickstart him to get him to woken the fuck up. Cause we need his fucking help real fucking quick and they're like well how are we going to do it all our drones end up dying out well no they they were going to launch it from the submarine but getting sucked through the hollow earth the submarine was damaged and its weapon systems Mm. are no longer functioning yeah and they're like well how how can we do it and sarazawa's like i'll i'll go Mm. like we we need him Yes, this needs to be done, and someone's got to do it. So, and they're like, "Well, no, myself. you'll die." And he's like, "Well, he died for us." Talking about his basically in this Godzilla. this catatonic yeah. st- Godzilla in this catatonic state, trying to recover from mm-hmm. the wounds and stuff, and uh, so they get him all suited up and stuff, give him the nuke. And it's not like a digital nuke with like electronics and shit. It's similar to what we saw in the first Godzilla, where it's all analog gears and cogs and shit, right. and it's uh, ticking down and shit. 
Um, yeah, Sarazawa ends up getting the submarine area or like little like uh, one A mini man, submersible. Yeah, submer- submersible uh, into the area, and uh, he gets out of it, takes off the headpiece, starts the timer on the uh, like little like. I'm sorry, but you could have done another like design on the nuke because it looks like a butt plug. But it doesn't. Yeah, it's got the ridge base at the end. You got skinnier for a bit, and then it gets fat like a, a like a small torpedo. That's a butt plug. I must not have watched the same movie you watch <laughs> because it's <laughs> or maybe my brain is just plugging in something else. That, yeah, <laughs> like at least whenever I watched it, it, it was like a butt plug. no, it was just solid like. It's a salt. It's shaped like my, uh, like my juice bottle, <laughs> and this is not a bot plug. <laughs> like the base of it was all the same size, mm. and it like went up into a warhead. Like it looked like a warhead. I'm trying to find the image because I just want it look like a goddamn butt plug. <laughs> I swear to you. Hold on. Are you kidding me? That looks like a fucking butt plug, Ryan. It's got like a fat base and it goes up in a cylindrical form. No, it that does not look like a butt plug. Yes, it does. With the fat base and everything, yes. So it doesn't get like all the way sucked into your ass. No. But plug. That is a butt plug. <laughs> That's a version of a butt plug. That does not look like this does not look like that. <laughs> this is this is not just one. This is many. This is many and they all have the same basic shape. And none of them are shaped like the warhead. Donald Trump butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> But none of <laughs> none of them are shaped that way. Is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he like sets the nuke down and he arms it, which I was very happy because. As they were talking, they were like, well, once the radiation hits you, like, you're going to basically lose motor function. Yeah, you're not going to have long. And they made the combination to start the nuke one number long. And I was like, that's perfect, because it goes in, like, if he was like, beep, 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 beep. If you had to play Funky Town Mm, on it, like. Constantly hitting stuff. To to hit a whole bunch of buttons to get it to arm. It was like, well, you just said that he wouldn't have the motor function to be able to do that. Mm. But because it's one button, he's just got to uh, hit it and just wait for everything to go off. And then he takes he takes his helmet off, walks up to Godzilla, whose eye opens up and looks at him. Yeah, they have a beat and he, with each other. And he just, like, basically puts his hand on his nose. And he, I think he says and goodbye, he, old friend. Yeah, he says goodbye, old friend. And then, and then the nuke goes off. Um... Uh, the uh, part of the submarine is now out of the water along with a few of the, with uh, Mark and um, uh, Bradley Whitford's character. Well, they're they're breaching as the explosion happens. Okay. And the 
and they're just waiting for something to happen. They're looking right. for Godzilla in some manner. They're hoping that it worked, that uh, Serizawa's sacrifice wasn't in vain. Um, and so they're waiting, and then they see like this big like water vortex starting to open up and shit. And as they assume Godzilla and comes out, it's blue. Yes, uh, Godzilla pops right the fuck out and is just standing there, all in glory, a bit bigger than what he was the last time we saw yeah. him. Uh, and he, we, we get this like uh, almost like a, a rack zoom type thing where uh, it like zooms in real quick on his face uh, as it's like panning around, and it because Godzilla locks oh, eyes yeah. with the group on the submers- on the submarine. And it just does this like quick zoom in on Godzilla, and I really I don't know I just like that whole combination of just like the camera moving around in the scene. It sees Godzilla looking at him, quickly catches Godzilla looking at him, and then zooms in real quick. But his eyes are on fire. Yes, his eyes are like like they had like a dull blue to him before, mm-hmm. but they are as bright as his spines. Mm-hmm. And he just like straight up in the air. It's the huge image from the poster. Breath. Yeah. Um. It, and we'll get to why he's doing that here in a bit. Um, so, what is it? Uh, Afterwards, his eyes go back to like a normal color, and then he starts. And well, he taking like off. he like goes towards the submarine, yeah, and marks like nobody move, yeah. And then he goes full dinosaur. He's like, "Oh, where'd you go?" I don't think it's that. I think it's that he doesn't want anybody to make any sort of movement that could be perceived as threatening. threatening. Um, we then cut to uh, Madison in uh, her room listening to the conversation that uh, Alan and Emma are having about their plan to try to get Gadira to stop having all his well, underlings. Well, no, how, how Emma has figured out that they could stop Gadira mm. from destroying everything. Mm. She's like, if we just went to Wrigley Fen- Field. Fenway. Fenway. Fenway Park. To Fenway Park. In Boston. We could use their loudspeakers mm-hmm. because they hear it from forever away mm-hmm. and they'd stop rampaging. And he's like, this was our plan all along. It just happened a little bit quicker than what we expected. What we expected. Not a big fucking deal in my eyes. So, mm-hmm. and she kind of agrees with them. So why the hell would we do that? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, but we could like give people a chance to escape. And he's like, I don't care. I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Like, people are the worst. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, and some time passes. But and we Maddie see, does not agree. It, no one's in the main control room anymore. The orca's just there on the table. Madison grabs it and presumably is going to go to Fenway Park and do what they said. Um, we think, I think. Well, not going to. It's exactly what she does. Well, no. Yeah. It's. We, I'm going with like the beat oh, of the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, we know she ends up doing that, but presumably right now in the point of the movie, that's what we think she's going to do. I'm trying to think of what the next scene is after this scene of them. Um, I think it's just Gadira and Godzilla meeting up. Well, no, it's uh, it's a scene. I think she gets to Fenway and plugs yeah, Do it we in. follow her the entire way? Like she leaves the facility, gets there, to Fenway. There might be another scene with like them talking I don't remember if there is or not. But I know she eventually gets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then starts broadcasting it. And it this is, I think this is intercut with... Um, news um, uh, uh, channels of talking about what's going on, about of, cities being yeah, laid waste and... Everything being destroyed yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And then she gets there and plugs it in and starts broadcasting it. 
and they and all stop. Everybody stops. Like no more be- destruction. Behemoth like has just taken down a building. And it looks like he's going to rampage through another one. And then he hears it and he's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and just I'm stops a, I'm going to calm down. Like, and just walk slow. And they're talking about uh, how, like, everybody stopped. All the news outlets are like, everybody stopped and we don't know why. And Godzilla tears ass towards Boston. Mm-hmm. And so does uh, Gojira. Or, yeah, Gojira. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'm getting, I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> yes. Godzilla goes... But so does Gadira to the broadcast. So what's going on? To the broadcast. Um, and Mark is like, or they're, they're having a conversation. And they're like, well, what do we do? And I want to say it's Bradley is like, this is where Sarazawa would say, we let them fight. Mm. And then uh, Nervous Nerd is like, it's like, oh, I always loved it whenever he said that. And Mark is like, no, we fight with him. Like, we help him beat uh, Gadira. Gadira, yeah. Like, we have a stake in this, too. We do, we don't just let them fight. We fight with him. Yes, we help him in any way we can. And it, uh, Mark also slams, like, Sirizawa's uh, journal on middle ditch's chest and he's like let's not make his sacrifice in vain or something like yeah. that let's not disappoint the old man or something let's not disappoint the old man i think is something like that um and they all come with up with the idea to basically assist uh, godzilla in any way possible um they evacuate the entire uh boston area and i believe um madison is in like the main control area where the uh, pa system is and she's just doing her normal thing, and then Gadira just slams into, the, I think, like the center of the uh, stadium. Yeah. And uh, she quickly shuts that shit off, but Gadira's already... Well, she working. doesn't shut it off. I thought she did. No. She, oh, no, she hides underneath the... She's still broadcasting it. She unhooks it from the speakers. Yeah, that's right. But she's still broadcasting it. Yeah. And she just tries to, like, run away mm-hmm. with it broadcasting. Yeah. And... I, th- I think she gets, like, thrown to one side and the and well, she, no 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 she's trying to get away she, from Gadir. yeah she makes it back down to the field mm-hmm. and then she gets knocked over and then she throws the orca yeah and gadira immediately stomps yeah gadira stomps on it and then looks like it's going to kill her and roars at her mm-hmm. and she roars back yes and then uh atomic breath Yep, comes out of the fr- comes from off frame into the uh, and, King Gadira and hits Gadira and knocks him over and then she fucks off. Yes, and we just get a series of events of uh, just Gadira and Godzilla just fighting, kicking the living shit out of each other. And at this point, we also cut to the main team of Mark and his uh, team. We then get information that Godzilla is a few minutes away from going thermonuclear. Um, that, yeah, like twelve minutes away yeah. or something. Um, that Sarazawa's plan worked. It worked a it little worked too, too well. Too well. Um, so they're trying to figure out a way to help Godzilla, but also make sure that Godzilla does, doesn't destroy the planet at this point because he's thermonuclear. Um, Gadira, the, the shot I was talking about, I think this is when it happens as well, whenever Gadira lifts Godzilla up off. Well, it's a little bit the, later in the fight. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's after Rodan and Mothra show up. Okay. Uh, uh, th- we get a scene where uh, I think where Emma Alan is talking Alan. to Alan, mm-hmm. 
and she's like, my daughter's out there. And she's like, yeah. Or Alan's like, yeah, people are going to die. And she's like, I already lost my, my son. I'm not going to lose my daughter too. And he's like, mm, yeah, you are. You're not using my men to go and get her back. Yeah. And she makes the argument. It's like, all right, fine. But what difference does it make if I go out to find my daughter? Well, no, she pulls a gun on him. And then everybody pulls guns on her. Yeah, but I thought she made the argument that... No, she doesn't. He's... Like, she realizes that she's not going to get to take any of these people with her. Mm. And he's just like, don't kill her. Let her go. Like, mm. I don't care. We've we've got what we need from yeah, her. Yeah, so, what, she's... Our plan is happening. If she wants to go fucking kill herself, just... Let her whatever. go. Uh, we then see, yeah, Emma... Uh, I don't think we see her driving to it. We just see her pull up to it. Well, yeah, eventually. Yeah. We see her drive out of where she's at, like mm. the little vault area that she's at, mm. the safety that she's she's in, and like head in towards Boston. We also have Mark and his team realizing that the uh, signal to get them all to stop is also coming from Fenway Park. Right. And um, so they're going to Fenway Park He as thinks well. he's pretty sure that it's Madison. Yeah. That his decided that it's enough. Yeah, yeah, to send out the signal to stop all the Titans from destroying everything. And so he lands in the park and can't find her yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, it, and then Charles mentioned there's like a bunch of destruction of the stadium and everything. So Yeah, and uh, he sees the orca, grabs it, and they're running back towards the Osprey. Mm-hmm. And it blows up. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of like run outside and they're like, fuck, how are we going to get out of here? And Emma pulls up and is yeah. like, get in. And they're a bit hesitant at getting into the vehicle with this woman that just declared war on the entire right. human race. Um, but more destruction happens behind them and she yells to get in. They fucking hop in right away after that beat of them not Well, yeah, they don't really in. have a choice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they drive like, off for a bit, but then they pull over. And they well, come up with a plan. They're arguing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Because she's like, you let Maddie come and do this. Or he is like, you let Maddie come and do this by yourself or by herself. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why'd you let her run away? Or like, she's like, I didn't tell her to do it. She just did it on her own. She ran away. Well, why would you let her run away? And then somebody in one of the soldiers in yeah, the Yeah, O'Shea Jackson's character. Is like, well, if I had you for parents, I'd run away from home too. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, they stop the and vehicle. And they stop and they're like, home. Well, they, they, it automatically seems that they're going to interrupt the story the story beat to have this argument about how shitty parents they are. Because uh, Vera Farmiga's character turns around to the soldier in the back. He's like, what did you just say? He's like, well, I was just saying, if I had parents like you, I'd wanna, wanna, want to run away from home as well. And then that's when they both are like, home. Oh, shit. She probably ran back home after, because they used to live in Boston and shit. Um, so after she was done dealing with the Orca device, she probably went back home. Uh, and that's exactly what she... I, yeah. That she, I thought she went to like a park near their home. But it may be... No, she was, she was running home. Mm. And then Rodan showed up mm. and was going to fuck her in her mouth. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I was going to say attack, but everybody's attacking everybody. So I wanted to change it up a little bit. 
and like and fuck her in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, the first thing. absolute devastation. Like I'm not I'm not talking like get a nice little blowy. I'm talking like full on grip the back of the head like viciously thrust. <laughs> Oh, holy... Kill her! He was gonna fucking kill her! <laughs> uh, and then Mothra shows up. Yes. And starts fighting with Rodan. Mm-hmm. And so we have two battles going on. And it's just like uh, my 12-year-old self is fucking just inside me, just fucking enjoying the shit out of this. Because we have Rodan and Mothra battling each other. We have King Ghadira and Godzilla battling each other. It's just... It's one of those things you saw and like... The uh, fucking 60s, 70s version of Godzilla with people in rubber suits and cardboard buildings being knocked over and just uh, pyrotechnics, poorly executed pyrotechnics going off and shit. Um, it's not poorly executed in this movie. No, no. It, everything looks fucking gorgeous. A fuck. By the end of this entire battle with everybody and Godzilla going thermonuclear, fucking Boston is no longer Boston. It's just a flat area with like one building standing up. Yeah. Um, uh, I th- when do they come up with the plan with the orca? I think it's right here that they come up with the plan after uh, Mothra. Well, it's never intervenes. really it's never really discussed. I don't think they end up restarting the plan or restarting the orca. And remember after that. yeah they do, but it's after they get uh, Maddie. Mm. Like they go to the house first and get her, and then they're going somewhere. And, I mean, there's a pretty good back and forth between both sets, or both fights going on. There's a decent back and forth. And it looks like Rodan is going to kill Mothra. Mm. And then you just see him, like, stop. And there's a giant fucking pincer through him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, kind of slides down the building and you see that Mothra like let out her stinger. Yep. And and we also get like a, a tight shot on Chen, uh, just like her reacting to what was going on. But it was in a different like she feels what's going on with the Mothra character as well. Yeah. Um, and which is just more like there's like there's a psychic connection between them, which yep. plays on the the Toho version of the yep. Mothra character. Um, and uh, at this point, Godzilla is getting his ass handed to him once again. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think this is where he's, he gets lifted he's up He's doing the air. a little bit better. But not much. Than he was in the in the previous fight. Yeah. But it's still not going very well. Yes. Uh, he's getting his ass handed to him. Uh, I think right before he gets completely knocked out, uh, Gadir lifts him up in the air, way up in the air, yeah. and then just releases him. And he just goes plumbing, plummeting into the ground and shit. He's similar to like a space shuttle re-entering Earth's atmosphere. He's on fire. Yeah, and shit. burning. Um, he hits the ground, fucking knocked the fuck out, not moving or anything. And Gadira just walks lands, up to him, lands in front of him, and is going to blast him. And Mothra climbs mm. on top of him, and then flies directly at Gadira, and Gadira just obliterates. Mothra. Mothra. But we also see right before that, Moth, when Mothra crawls on top of Godzilla, she like releases some sort of like bioluminescent dust. Well, no, it's sort. after she blows up. I thought she like well, she right kinda, before she kind of like shakes yeah, yeah, on yeah, him something like that or something. But then, then she she flies into Gadira's Gadira, and Gadira blasts her, 
and the remnants then she, of her. Then she like turns into bioluminescence that like falls on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Godzilla gets up, and we just see Godzilla souping the fuck up. Like he, well, he you see like he red starting to crack. He doesn't get up yet. He's on the ground. Oh, that's right. And that's right. He's still knocked the fuck out. He's still a little red and shit. And Gadir comes up to him and you see like the starts heads. wrapping around him and biting him. Uh, this is where they come up with the plan of the orca to try to like concuss. Uh, well, to to pull Gadir's attention away yeah, from yeah. Godzilla so that Godzilla can recover enough mm, yeah, yeah. to potentially fight him again. And they're going to get into an osprey and try to outrun Gadira. Yes. And yeah, yeah. So they get it restarted. Everybody gets back on the plane. The thing is now basically a giant fucking like, look at me, look at me. Gadir catches wind of it, starts charging after them. Um, we then see Emma realize that if she gets on this, then she puts her uh, ex-husband and daughter in danger of getting eaten by Gadira. And she's like, fuck this. She jumps into a, a into the car, the, the yeah, Humvee. the big Humvee that she was driving earlier. Uh, her daughter doesn't want her to go. Uh, and she just Emma is sacrificing herself yeah. um, to save everybody else. Uh, we just see her uh, just bobbing and weaving through the town of what was left of Boston at this point, uh, and it's not working. I think Gadir like uses his tail to, like whip at the vehicle. Uh, she crashes the, the, the vehicle. Lightning breath. Oh, is it like it misses? <clears throat> The the left head misses, the right head misses, but the middle head like hits the ground right beside her and just launches the vehicle. Okay. Uh and yeah, she we just see the wreckage of the vehicle. She's outside the wreckage. I think the uh Orca is now completely destroyed at yep. this point. Uh and, but, but Gadira is pissed and wants mm, to eat her. Yeah, we just see him just looking at Emma and it looks like she's gonna be eaten. And then we cut to Godzilla. No, and she says Hail to the king. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, no then, it's uh, long live the king. Or, yeah, long live the king. And then we get a souped-up version of Godzilla waking the fuck up, and everything is just being obliterated as everything, he walks. Everything around him is turning to molten. Yeah, just either liquid or ash or just a combination of both. It's just laying waste to fucking everything around him. It's like if you were to have like a, a radiation gun and you just point at anything and just starts melting the plastics, the concrete, the everything around. He him. is thermonuclear yes. at this point. And he's, you see like the cracks in his skin, bright red and shit. And it's just like getting more and more bright. And it's just souping up at this point. Um, and then we just see Godzilla uh, a little bit in front of Gadira. Gadira trying to figure out, or, or he, I think he's trying he to blast, blast him. He blasts him. And Godzilla just kind of stands there kind of like Superman in the Snyder cut. Mm. And it's like, not impressed. Yeah. And like this big like energy dome yeah, comes like off a, of Godzilla and it happens a several pulse, times. A yeah. pulse of of thermonuclear energy mm-hmm. and it obliterates one of Gadir's heads. Yes. And it just uh, happens again. Another head fucking gets turned to ash at this point. And then one final like big ass and then uh, Gadir well, just gets... after the two heads are gone... Gadira is like laying on the ground mm. and Godzilla walks over and stands on his chest and pushes down and lets off one final blast mm. that just completely destroys. Yes. We Gadira. don't see uh like the head 
uh, break apart, but we do see the rest of the body. I point that out because something else happens. I was like, oh, shit, he's still alive? Yeah. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, And we also get a shot of Boston, or at least a good portion of Boston. And like I said earlier, everything but one building is gone. Like, there's one building that, like, apparently survived the entire Managed to stay standing. Uh, We cut to the team on the... On the Osprey, looking on the Osprey, looking looking back at everything that's happening. Yeah, looking back at Boston, and they see something starting to come up out of the ground and rubble and shit, and they're not sure what it is. And it looks like it's going to be uh, Gadir again, but with one head because the head's moving around as it comes up out of it. And no, Godzilla is right behind it. It the head part of Gadir is in its mouth, and it's just moving it around and shit. Uh, It was like a good like double. Uh, like a fake of a fake yeah. out of some sort. That's the word I was looking for. Um, a fake out of some sort because you automatically, oh shit, he's still alive. But no, it's Godzilla with the head of Gadira in its mouth. It makes the atomic breath one more time. Uh, and just, well, this is the only time it uses the atomic breath in. Well, no, it used it in the middle of the ocean when it woke back up. Well, no, no, no I mean. In the fight with Gadira. Oh, okay. In this fight, because the other ones are I like, mean, the fight is over like, at this point. Yeah, are like pulses mm-hmm. off of him, not... Yeah. Uh, it makes the uh, atomic breath up into the air, uh, b- turning the rest of the Gadira into ash, and then, boom, cut to black. No. Nope. Cre- I thought the credits start rolling. We don't cut to black. You see... Uh, Rodan. Oh, that's right. They uh, all start kneeling. Cilia. Yeah, yeah. And um, Queen Muto, mm-hmm. like all kind of kneel, kneel before, before yeah, yeah. Godzilla, That's and right. then it cuts to black. Yeah, uh, we get the Godzilla logo with the Japanese symbols in the background. Uh, but like I said earlier, we also get the uh, redacted credit sequence in this movie. Only it's at the end of the movie. So here it is. So they eliminated anything that was the actual like uh, credits for the. Um, uh, crew and all that, so like legendary mm-hmm. pictures, Warner Bros. They eliminated all that. All they have is this what was redacted. So it kind of tells like a small, like little story throughout it. Um, the Hollow Earth ruins predate all known hum- human uh, civilizations. Show ancient humans worship titans, forming symbiotic relationships with some others. Scavenged fallen titans' food, building structures from bones and hides. Massive horns were created to replicate their calls called some of their creatures God, the Old Ones, or Dragons. Every culture, including, worshipped their own Titan. Tribes built homes near benevolent Titan nests to protect against more hostile creatures. Evidence shows may have even developed telepathic communications with the creatures, attempted to control them to use them for war. Some Titans rebelled against, and their human masters. A massive cataclysm doomed this advanced civilization, which we get hints of that whenever he's in that cavern uh, mm-hmm. where Godzilla is like knocked out and shit. Um, uh, caused a war between man and monster, and other survivors prospered across the globe, forming colonies. As time passed, even oral tradition, and were unable to persevere uh, much knowledge of these. I'm not persevere, preserve much knowledge of these ancient creatures. Uh, found evidence of these colonies in Egypt, North America, Europe, Asia, and South America. The Titans were not invulnerable to, and they 
geological changes that followed. This cataclysm triggered the Ice Age, sending the Titans into hibernation with and the swir- sur- and swerving, and these surviving pockets of humanity soon forgot their connection to these creatures. Stories were passed down orally by their history becoming a blur of gods and monsters, myth- myths and legends fictionalized by time. Inspired Monarch to excavate the ruins of these civilizations and extract the truths from truths from their stories. Their mythology became a centuries-old waiting for to unfold. Believe that the Titans are essential to our survival. These creatures are brought these creatures and brought balance to the plant's ecosystem. To theorize if ancient humans lived in balance with the Titans, then so can we. Monarch scientists embarked on missions with to find dormant titans all around the world. Operative found sleeping, titan deep, sleeping titans deep beneath the many major cities, discovered ruins in Peru, Vietnam, and Easter Island. Some are alarmed by their presence, but others are with, who believes that many titans are intelligent, even sentient, consider some to be mystical deities. Monarch operatives captured several specimens, the studies completed by unearthed certain evidence that only can restore the natural order, not even could bring balance to the world. With ancient rivalry, rivalries lurking evidence at, and they give a longitude and latitude of uh, what's where this uh, could be. It's like 37 degrees point two one eight seven zero five thirty eight degrees point eight five 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 six three, but. I looked it up and it just points to nothing. Like there's not even like lore within the Godzilla world hmm. of where that could be. It points to someplace in Turkey, like in our world. So, but there was no, from what I understand from all the research that I looked up, there was nothing of like, there was no like location of a monarch outpost in Turkey, nothing. So yeah. I don't know why. Uh, and the last one is, but how long will it take for the fires to awaken by and send our own civilization to collapse? And that's the end of it. And uh, for people who are like, that didn't make a story, the names were removed from that as well. Yes. So anytime you heard a with or a by. Yes. Like, it would be with. It would be an insert name yes. type situation. Yep. There. Um, um so anyway, before we before we give our final thoughts of the mm. movie, uh, or before we get into the mm. the critic score and stuff like that, I want to give you know final thoughts and stuff. Yeah, I really really enjoy this movie. Mm. There's a couple of problems that don't get answered though. Mm, what? Well, one problem that doesn't get answered, and one thing that I just fucking hate whenever they do, like whenever they give the bad guy a redemption arc, like. You mean she, like Emma? Yeah, she redeems herself because she sacrifices herself. Like, no, make that bitch stand trial. <laughs> like, if she survived, yeah, I would say you got to stand trial for well, what you just. But she was going to survive, mm. and then she was like, "Wait, if I survive, I'm going to be in trouble. Like, I'm not going to be viewed as a hero. I'm going to be viewed as a bad guy. Yeah. But if I die, yeah, I'm not." I might be viewed as a hero that allowed Godzilla to have the time. And like nobody else on that Osprey can claim that because I'm the only person that pulled Gadira away. Mm -hmm. So I'm good now. (laughs) No, 
you're still fucking bad. Mm. Like, this wouldn't have been a problem until you made it a problem. Mm. So I just, like, it fucking irks me mm. a little bit that mm. she's able to basically get off scot-free. Uh, yes, technically. I mean, I don't... They still would have labeled her with a crime. She just wouldn't have to deal I, with any of the ramifications well, right. of said crimes. She escapes all... Yes. Bad things that would be associated. I mean, she all, did die. All the repercussions of so. her actions. Yeah, but she doesn't have to deal with the fact. But she's no longer she living. Had to, so I guess that's the ultimate punishment. Well, but she doesn't have to deal with the fact that she killed millions yes. of people. But, uh, and you heard throughout the movie, like people were like a bit perplexed of if this could been could have been Emma because she was a good person. She did good things. She was trying to do good things at one point. Well, right, but and whenever, people are messy, so there you can do good things and bad things. But whatever, like people are interviewed after a serial killer is mm. uncovered in their neighborhood. He was such a nice person. Like I never would have expected that. Like normally, mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously outliers mm-hmm. to, like, like everything there's outliers yeah. to it, but yeah, like she did something very, 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 very bad. Yes. And a relatively quick death, which she would have had. I mean, like, she was instantaneously cooked by Godzilla's mm. first thermonuclear blast. Yeah, yeah. Like even if she was still alive, which I found, I was listening to a you YouTuber talk about like weird stories and stuff. Um, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but somehow a guy took a ridiculous amount of, of radiation. Like he was exposed to it immediately. He he was mixing fuel fuel for a nuclear power plant. Mm. And the nuclear power plant, obviously the safety regulations were secondary to profits mm. and stuff. So they were doing it quickly and unsafely. And he took a huge blast of radiation and immediately died. Like, but didn't die. Like, in, in a coma or well, something? No, no, no. Like, he was still walking and talking and stuff. But he was dead. This is a real thing that happened? Yes. This is a real thing that happened. That freaks me the fuck out, Ryan. Um, he was blasted with so much radiation, his chromosomes were completely ripped apart. Like, down to a level that... Like, just nothing there anymore. Like, nothing there anymore. So no new cells could grow. Fucking hell. But his cells that already existed mm. still continued to exist. And, I mean, it gets it gets pretty gruesome from there. Oh, I bet. Because after that happened, like, the, the way that the human body works is you're constantly shedding skin mm-hmm. cells and stuff like that. And you have, you have many, many thin layers of mm-hmm. dermis. Yeah. Once it got to the point where his dermis was no longer there, his basically his body just deteriorated because the old cells would die, but no new cells were there to replace it. Mm-hmm. And um, so fucked up. What's even more fucked up? <laughs> There's an image online. <laughs> no, well, probably, <laughs> but no, that's not what's more fucked up. What's more fucked up is he was lucid. And awake. 
And while this was happening, like at first he thought that he was fine, mm-hmm. but whenever doctors discovered that he was not, and he was doomed, mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, like put me in a coma, make me die right now. And they didn't because they wanted to study him for potential, like to, to increase our knowledge mm-hmm. about how that works and stuff. So he was in agony for like 22 days Jeez. until he finally passed away after his body like completely decomposed around mm, him mm. screaming the entire time in in agonizing pain that's fucked up yeah it's fucking crazy mm. but, but anyway um so yeah like she would have died instantaneously yeah, yeah yeah so unless that scenario happened to her like i don't think that she had to deal with enough pain or guilt mm. for what she did yeah like what she did doesn't justify a quick death. It justifies something more. Mm, yes. Um, and then the other issue that's never really talked about is there are now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven awake and active. Titans mm. roaming the planet. <laughs> and it's not like they just like once she started playing the signal, they weren't like, okay, I guess it's time to go back to sleep. Like they're still awake mm-hmm. and moving around. So what the hell is going to happen to the world? I want to say they mentioned something in Kong versus Godzilla, which is, which is possible. And that's and that's one of the reasons that I haven't watched it yet mm. because I don't want that that knowledge to preclude my opinion of just this movie. Right. And even with those two things, like I still really enjoy this movie. Yeah. Like I enjoy the fact that each and every one of the monsters has its own distinct scream and yep. sound. Yep. None of them sound exactly the same. I mean, they all sound similar because they're loud roars. Yeah, yeah. But they all have, they uh, all have something different mm-hmm. that goes in with them. Like, Mothra is almost sweet in a way. Yep. Um, where Rodan's is very angry and Gadir's is, like, higher pitched than Godzilla's is. And things like that. I just got a fucking news alert that Elon Musk is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Saturday, you know, you know the, Saturday Night Live has been dying slowly for you know the comedy stylings now. of Elon Musk. You remember that comedy album he just came out with yesterday, Ryan? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. It was that equation. Remember? Fucking hell. No, his son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it just annoyed me. I saw that. Right. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Even with with those issues. Like, they're not big enough that I dislike the movie because of mm-hmm. them. Like, and and all of them have different sounds. Mm-hmm. All of them look fucking amazing. Yeah, this movie is just a brilliant looking movie. Like, j- just spellbinding, just the, the breathtaking. C- the CGI that they did on the monsters, mm-hmm. like, it all is on point. It all looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do everything that they did with the budget that they had, which will lead us into our next point, 
They had a pretty decent size budget. Well, right, but making all of those monsters mm. would not be cheap. No. So what they were able to do with the the percentage that they mm. had for CGI yeah, yeah. was phenomenal. Like yeah. they did a, an amazing job. And so I just, you know, wanted to give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. And and there's also something else. It, every movie that can and you don't get that with a lot of movies. Obviously you get it with like Marvel, sometimes with the Star Wars movies, but every movie after one of the like fucking Godzilla came out there were issues that people had. Like I mentioned one of the issues I had was that you don't get Godzilla for the first hour of the movie. And then every subsequent movie after that, you got the creature that you were there for early on in the movie. Yeah. So they are making improvements as they go along. And I even say, I would even say Godzilla versus Kong. There's an improvement on the story beats, um, in that movie compared to King, King of the monsters. So there is something that like, Oh, good on you for hearing the, issues that people had and trying to improve them in some manner. You don't really get that. And doing it in a way that you did or that they didn't do in the DC universe because they made subtle changes, not wide sweeping ones that in the middle of production and just that were jarring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, one thing that is jarring, speaking of jarring, um, the rotten tomatoes critic score on this movie, I thought it was higher. It's not, it's at 42%. The audience score is at 83%. That sounds about more in line because a lot of people like this movie. I don't know. Just critics just fucking did not, apparently. Um, the budget for this movie was $170 million. Opening weekend, which I guess maybe people didn't like this movie too much because this movie didn't make a whole ton of money. Um, so opening weekend, it made $48 million, uh, internationally it made 20 or domestically, it made $111 million altogether. Internationally, it made $276.1 million and then altogether on a $170 million budget made $386.7 million. So it made a decent amount of money, just not, and I know to say $386 million is not Com- a lot of money comparatively to some of the other movies that we've right. covered, especially uh, an IP that people have known for decades at this point. I think it's like five or six decades at this point that Godzilla's been around. Yeah, um, and for it to and the last one was pretty well received. I mean, people did have an issue with uh, just like I said, the Godzilla not being around a whole lot. But by the time Kong Skull Island came out, people were aware that we were getting a monster verse of some sort. Right. So. Kong Skull Island was the second movie in this iteration of the MonsterVerse, so, and it improved on uh, what we got in Godzilla. It made more money than got the first Godzilla movie. It's just this one, just it didn't for whatever reason. And I really like this movie. And Kong Godzilla versus Kong, it came out last month, and uh, yeah, it was at the beginning of this month, April first or second or something like that, early on in the month. Yeah, um, and it being that we're still dealing with the effects of a pandemic, it's making decent amount of money. I think it's at like a 200 million worldwide for the movie and we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's making that. So it's making decent yeah. money for wh- where everything is with COVID restrictions and shit like that. So um, I mean, obviously whenever we get into the, like the streaming movies and stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do 
uh, I will be able to. It just won't be. It, you will have to use that asterisk beside right. all the information I give you because, yeah, the pandemic is still going on. We're now seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I just, I just mean like you won't get a a perfect representation of how many people mm. have seen yeah. it or you know how it's received. I mean, how right. this is all over the place. Like the audience score. Careful, I broke Craig. something. Um, I knocked over. Did this. you actually break it? Yeah, there's a piece right here. <laughs> Come on, Greg. <laughs> um, I have a... For those who don't see me right now, I just waved my hands really fucking widely and knocked over uh, my Mandalorian chip. Greg has a habit of, like, not paying attention to clearances <laughs> whenever he's talking with his hands. Because yes. I don't know if he's edited them edited them all out or mm. not but i'd say at least once an episode as you're talking with your hands you'll bump your mic <laughs> i don't as you're not as always because either one of us will be talking yeah, as you're and it's talking just impossible to get it out and yeah. stuff but yeah he he just doesn't <laughs> his children inherited his spatial awareness <laughs> we'll just say that yep um i'm gonna go fix this so <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. That's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, tell us uh, you love us, tell us you hate us. Uh, you know, tell us what you think we should cover. Tell us how excited you are that we get to watch Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I am so excited for that now. <laughs> I don't care about you. I know you're excited. Yeah, but I'm exceptionally excited at this point. Now that I know that you really don't want to watch it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's not as bad as Howard the Duck, but <laughs> we'll get there. I know. <laughs> I try to find out where this piece goes. Uh, Howard the Duck, I have a love hate relationship oh, with though. Why? Well, just cause it's bad, but it's also like funny that it's in the Ark of the Covenant. Like the costume for Howard the Duck is in the Ark oh, of the Covenant. Oh, is it? Yeah. I never knew that. You didn't know that, really? No, no. Well, yeah. I never knew the costume was. Yeah, well, like the the costume and the script and the movie, like it's a regret in his life. <laughs> it's not something that he's proud of. <laughs> so it's all in a place where you're not allowed to look or you'll uh you know, melt. Uh but yeah, so comment, rate, subscribe, tell us what you think. And remember, something about the sun and, <laughs> and hope and bullshit. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can do it. Okay. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> no notes. No notes. No notes. <laughs>